everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Joe, it's just you today. I'm feeling kind of lonely, yeah. actually. Normally, there's no one on that side of the desk. Last week, there was three people on that side of the desk. Now, it's just you. Yeah. You can't see the monitor anymore. So, it's we're back to the OG crew, but it's very different upgraded a lot of things it looks very professional there's, in here. there's so many like cables and stands and microphones in here now yeah to go with no people to talking to them mics and like, boom stands it's it's great it's doing it's doing well but now we're back to just a, a small quaint you know little, little discussion so yeah. no john this week uh scheduling conflict uh we're doing it very early on a sunday yes. a very long day ahead of very, us so. very early yeah it's not that it's like 10 o'clock not that, hey, I don't wake the, up at like nine. I'm not used to waking up at nine. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that early. I'm usually waking up around this time. Fair. I try to on the weekends just to really maximize my like catching up on sleep from the week. But, but the neighbor who lives like essentially right outside my window, uh, on that house, like constantly is mowing his lawn on Saturday or like doing yard work on Sunday at eight a.m. And I'm like, come on, man. can you wait until like work hours which would not like start at nine o'clock at the very least like do you have to be mowing your lawn at eight o'clock in the morning on a sunday can i can i sleep in please hey, it's a beautiful day at least to get it done it is yeah absolutely i plan to be outside for a couple hours today we'll see if that happens but you know i just sometimes i like to sleep in and he robs me of that because he's <laughs> a jerk no, he's a really nice guy um but yeah no just you and me so we're gonna jump right into it with what we've been playing this week which is the same game for the most part, uh, Spider-Man. So we both beat it, both platinumed it, um, and so we'll be going into full spoilers when we talk about it. But we did play something else. Uh, the timed special release beta for Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is Blackout Mode. That is Call of Duty's Battle Royale mode. They had a beta this week on PlayStation, and then this weekend it was on Xbox and PC. Joe, what did you think of Call of Duty's entry into the Battle Royale genre? Uh, it's PUBG. It's really, it really <laughs> straight is straight up fucking PUBG. But it's polished. No, yeah, it's a really very pretty version of PUBG in first person. Well, you can play PUBG in first. Oh, person. really? See, I've only ever played PUBG in third person. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a yeah. Uh, you can switch between first person and third gotcha. person. I think a good chunk of people like to play um, first person. Weird. It, see, that was weird to me. That was like a. a I like playing third person. Yeah, that was a hurdle to get over was playing Call of Duty in first person because I don't think there's a way to switch it. That'd be awesome if there was. No, I think this one's because Call of Duty, so it's gonna be third person no matter what. I'm or first person no matter what. I assume. Yeah, but it's uh, PUBG. It even looks like it's the same map. Like, yeah, like move. like I land the first time I played, and like there's the you know, you you start off like you wingsuit in instead of parachuting in. So I like obviously wingsuit. it's clearly very different. I like the wingsuit a lot. Um, and you don't come in on a plane or anything, do you? No, you come in on no, a, a series you of helicopters, helicopters yeah. uh, swooping in. Yeah, um, like you you come in, and you you wingsuit in. Like I I went in and I like landed. I was playing squads because I couldn't figure out how to play like solo. Is oh, there yeah. a solo in it? There is. There's solo, duo, and, and quads. Quads. Yeah. Um, Not squads. Quads. Quads. Yeah. yeah. It's very different. It's very. It's a different game, Joe. Yes. That'd be cool if you just came in, like, riding a quad out of the back of a fucking, like, um... It would be sick. A drop ship. Like something out of Fast course. and Furious, where yeah. it's just like you, your car is just flying out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I, you know, I went in, I landed, I, like, started running around. I'm like, wow. Like, I, I, I don't know. I was expecting something a little different i guess like, yeah i wasn't I, expecting it to be so much like PUBG. 
No, for some reason, like when they showed the trailer, I remember seeing all this like because it, like, tactical the trailer was, like, stuff cut off and fast paced and stuff. Yeah. It looked like it was. I mean, that that was actually the problem I had when I watched that trailer. Is I was watching that like the 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 blackout like trailer and gameplay footage and stuff, thinking like, oh, this just looks like a match of Call of Duty. Like this just looks like yeah. Call of Duty multiplayer. Which I guess I'd be fine with if it was elimination style. Like if everyone was having a free for all on a much smaller map. Yeah. And it was just last one standing wins like that could have been cool too i don't mind that it's PUBG. I kind of like that it's PUBG, but i thought it would be more there'd be a more call of duty veneer to it and there wasn't yeah which yeah, like the, the most extent i would say would probably be like the weapons choices and stuff which feel a lot more call of duty like and yeah. like the amount of attachments and stuff that you can get for the guns yep um but otherwise yeah I, like i was uh i don't know like i don't want to say disappointed but just surprised I was underwhelmed. Yeah, that probably be mostly because like I didn't go in with super high expectations. I don't like Call of Duty games. Like I played the multiplayer beta for Black Ops Four, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. I don't like these games. <laughs> they're not my style. Yeah. They're like they're too fast. I'm constantly just getting shot in the back, no matter what I like. If I if I slowly creep around, get shot in the back. If I'm running all around, get shot in the back. Like it doesn't matter. I'm very rarely ever in a firefight because I just get shot in the back of the head and I'm done. So I don't like Call of Duty games for that reason. So I'm kind of glad that it's not super fast-paced and that it's more PUBG style. Uh, but it just seems... But like a, a kind of a balance would have been nice. Yeah. Like I, I maybe if the map was a little smaller. It's too big, I think. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to really explore the map all that much because every time I played, I died pretty early on. I, um, so I, I didn't get like a ton of a chance to really experience everything. Like... I couldn't tell because it does certainly look very big, um, but I mean, like in like PUBG and Fortnite, it's an island. Is this? It didn't look like it was a complete island. Like it looked like you're playing on a section of land. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics of it. So like, I was coming in and I was kind of going like, I don't know what's part of the map and what's not. When yeah. I was like parach- er, uh, wingsuiting into this thing, so I was trying to figure out, you know exactly because you know you play PUBG, you play Fortnite, uh you 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 have a feel of like where you know you want to land yeah and this one i was just like i don't know what's what like everything's like so kind of cluttered i don't know exactly because um like PUBG's maps is it's kind of like barren and Fortnite's map is like cartoony and like very bright and colorful so like you can clearly see where things are mm-hmm. PUBG is like very clearly sectioned off into like towns so you kind of like okay i'm gonna aim for that town i'm gonna aim for that town i'm gonna aim yeah. for that town this kind of has that but not in the same way like it's very and, it's, and because it's like so much more detailed um it, it's kind of hard to distinguish like i mean clearly you can tell like what the buildings are but when you're coming in there's so much stuff on the map that you're like i don't know exactly where i should be going yeah. kind of thing i well, don't know like what i should be aiming for and that's a learning curve too like I'm sure once you play enough, you know the areas and because mm-hmm. like when I first started playing Fortnite, I didn't know where to land either. Like, yeah. Um, and but that comes with you know playing over time. My and the other thing that I didn't really like about it, and that again would probably come with like playing over time, is I don't know the guns. Like, yeah, I don't, that's true. They all have weird names that like I don't know which is better. Like, I know what an AK, I know what an M4 is. Yeah, but there were so many like. But like the GR seventy three X. Yeah, you know? and like there was one that looked like a sniper rifle, and I picked it up, and I thought it was a sniper rifle, and it was like a shotgun. Yeah, and I was like, oh, 
fuck, I don't want this gun. And now I got the exact same problem. The first gun I picked up, I was like, I don't know what like gun this is. Yeah, so I found myself like testing the guns in the room I picked it up in, but that also like alerts you. Anyone to, nearby? Yeah. Um, so that was weird. Like, there's not an easy because like in Fortnite, I can tell like that's a pistol, and I can see it because it's bigger because it's like you know floating there or whatever. It's not on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, which I found weird too to see things like on the ground like that. Um, well, like, I can tell that's a pistol. I can tell that's an assault rifle. I can tell that's a shotgun. Like, they look clearly defined mm-hmm. basic weapons. Like, these are high-end military weapons, which I get. Yeah, and, like, Call of future, Duty. future military weapons. So but, a lot of them are, like, Or current. Guns. I don't know military weapons like that. Yeah. But, um, well, like, the game takes place in the future, so it's... Oh, yeah, They're all, okay. like, concept guns and yeah. stuff. So, like, I didn't know, all right, is this machine gun better machine gun because yeah. like i just don't know guns like that yeah um so i found which, that which hard. sniper rifle is the better sniper rifle yeah if is that even a sniper rifle is it a shotgun yeah i don't know True. um and so like because normally i think in a call of duty game i would be looking at the menu to be like okay this is what that kind of gun does and like looking at it but i don't have time in a battle royale because anyone could come shoot me at any moment well i mean normally when you're playing call of duty like you set up your loadout so you're going through picking the guns you want to start off with whereas this one yeah you're just doing on the fly and you're right like sometimes you have time to sometimes when you're playing you don't have time there's somebody running around outside you're like i don't know how i don't have time to like figure out exactly the recoil of this gun or anything like that yeah i mean once again yeah it's something that you will get a hang of in time as you're playing like eventually you'll be able to recognize those guns by the sound of the gun shooting being shot at you if you play enough yeah um but i mean like in the end what do you like do you think you're gonna pick it up no because i really would only play this mode and i don't see myself yeah there's no single player so you're not gonna be playing that yeah i don't really like the, the no regular multiplayer, multiplayer so you're not gonna be playing that no i would just be playing this mode I'm not gonna be playing zombies no i don't care about zombies um and I'm not paying $60 just for this mode. That was the thing. Because, like, PUBG, what, cost 30 bucks? Yes. Yeah. Like, Fortnite's free. Yeah. So if they put out, if they had put out a Call of Duty Battle Royale for $30. Like the thing we talked about before, when they, they should have, like, if they were doing it, they should have done, like, campaign $20, Blackout $20, yeah. Zombie Mode $20, and sell those as three separate things. Done. Or yeah. Zombie Mode $30, Black Ops $30, because there's no story mode. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they'd done that, like, I probably would have picked up Blackout for 30 bucks or whatever. Because um, I don't I don't mind paying for, like, the Battle Royale. Um, and if it's fun, like, I think over time I could have fun with it. Because I like playing PUBG. Like, I only have PUBG Mobile because I don't have an Xbox. But, like, I like yeah, playing I mean, that enough. Like, as, a, as a strictly PlayStation player like you, like, I have a PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. Um, this would be your chance, like, if you wanted the... the the serious realistic yeah one version that's like, this yeah. yeah like like for me i have the option of playing fortnite or PUBG depending on which way like do i want to play the cartoony one do i want to play the realistic exactly. one i have that option um playstation gamers don't they have yeah. the cartoony and that's it yeah um so for me well like when i look at this i saw a lot of people um online saying like this is going to be the thing that kills PUBG. like could be finally puts the nail in the coffin for PUBG. i I don't know if that's On console. True. I think PC will probably still have that flourishing community for it. And I don't think it'll kill it. I think it'll be like a like a Counter-Strike type of thing where it's a very popular game. It has a you know a serious base of people that take it very seriously. But the mainstream people don't care about 
FCS. Yeah, see, so that's one of the you know. like the thing I'm trying to like figure out exactly how it'll work because in my mind I kind of just keep thinking about it as like you're paying, like you said, paying sixty bucks for a battle royale mode game. And then, yeah, there's gonna be well, plenty, I am, but there are yeah, people yeah, that there's call plenty of people that are gonna be buying it because of Call of Duty, and they're gonna be buying buying it for Call of Duty's like multiplayer, and, and this is another and... thing as well. Yeah, but like I can't picture the people that are just looking for a battle royale game to run out and spend sixty bucks on this. No, but I think this segment of people that are huge Call of Duty fans that also have been playing PUBG, like I'm sure there's a huge crossover of people that play PUBG. They're also they were just biding their time until the next Call of Duty came out. And now that that one has a battle royale mode, they have no reason to leave and go back to PUBG. But it's yeah, all, it's I mean, it's conjecture. But I, I do see this being a big dent because it is just, it's like, look, if PUBG like put the time in and made it like super polished, that's what it would this be. This is right? what it could that's be. That's it right there. Yeah. Um, so they kind of like beat them to the punch about having like the best version of their own game. Where like Fortnite, you know, kind of stepped around it to be like, we took the gameplay style, but look. This is fun. Like, mm-hmm. This is cartoony and it's kitty and it's like, you know, we're making billions of dollars hand over fist from 11-year-olds. It's whatever. Um, I did see a thing the other day, or yes, yesterday, that apparently uh, at least 200, there divorces? are 200, yeah, 200 cases of divorces have cited Fortnite as the reason for their breakup. Um, I saw that also. So, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a, it's a big, clearly a big game uh, and they just, you know. I wonder how many you could apply that to like college dropouts or like high school failures yeah, I don't <laughs> middle know. school failures yeah well they all think how many people have been be... held back a grade because of it well because they all think they're gonna be able to be like giant twitch streamers so they're on the game constantly or they're not they're Everyone just spending they're gonna be the next ninja yeah or they're just spending all their time and money on it and letting everything go by the wayside it is what it is but yeah i could see i could see PUBG. Hey, i knew a guy that got kicked out of um mit because of world of warcraft, world of warcraft yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was what, like the article that I saw mentioned. Like we've seen this before with things like World of Warcraft and you know other uh, serious, intensive, nerd-loving things. But um, I thought Fortnite was pretty funny because mm. I told of someone, all things. yeah, I told I, I was talking to some people who like aren't big gamers, and they're like, "Wait, I didn't know adults played Fortnite. I thought that was a thing that like, kids did." Yeah. And I was like, "I guess these are child brides that just have fed up with their mm-hmm. their child husbands playing too much Fortnite." I was like, "No, but adults play it." And you know, it's just like I said, of all things, the fact yeah. that it's it's Fortnite. I like know. to to an extent, like I can almost understand World of Warcraft because of the amount of time and effort to go into like building up a character yeah. and like, doing raids and stuff like that. But this is just like it's an addiction. It's a ten minute like yeah. little short game that has really no like accrued. Uh, yeah, there's like you haven't put any. Yeah, you haven't put any incentive in. You haven't leveled up a character. Yeah, you you're, put you're monetary not monetary. You time don't have in. like the best weapon in the game. No, you're, like you didn't go and do that uh, huge raid. No, and, you haven't like, been grinding with for 40 these, people. Yeah, you haven't been grinding for perks for a year and a half to get some awesome thing. Like, mm-hmm. It's just that itch of I can do better next time. Just yeah. let me do better. Just let me play one more and I, I can do better. One more. What's it? No. What's the? It's how you play Warhawk. No, yeah, but what's? It's not chicken dinner. What's the thing you get for winning in Fortnite? I think it's just Victory Royale. The Victory Royale, yeah. yeah. I, I need that Victory Royale. I need another one. I need that, I need that umbrella. Yeah. I need the parasol. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, the kid that's... jumped off the roof mm-hmm. with the umbrella. Arm. Yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I could see this being a blow to PUBG uh, with the blackout mode just because they are nearly identical. So yeah. I could see it cannibalizing something of that, especially I think it's going to have a bigger install base. 
because more people are going to buy yeah, the Call the thing, of Duty. Like, because I'm trying, I'm just trying to in my mind. I'm wondering like how much of an overlap is there between people that play Call of Duty and people that play PUBG. I think it's probably pretty big. Because hmm. people might have jumped off the last Call of Duty multiplayer because it was World War II, and that's not what they necessarily oh, wanted. Oh, they went to PUBG to like and, fill that itch. Yeah, of a modern realistic shooter, and now the modern realistic yeah, I shooter. I didn't think about it like that. You're is right. back. And has your favorite Battle Royale mode, so... Sorry. Yeah. Because, like, I think less people will buy Black Ops 4 than they've bought previous Call of Duty games. I think that they're trending that way anyway. But less still means 50 million copies or whatever <laughs> yeah. on day one. Yeah, instead of 80 million, it means 70 million. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be less, but it'll still be insane and, you know, quadruple whatever PUBG has sold on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So I th- I don't think the game will die. I don't think it's... Like you know, nail on the nail in the coffin for PUBG or anything like that. But I think they'll take a hit, and we'll see how much. Like they already lost a bunch of people to Fortnite because that was just the more popular game. So streamers went there, and, and everybody went there, and now people will go to Call of Duty, and so I think they'll lose even more. Yeah. But I don't think it's dead. I think the next time they come out with a new map, they'll be back in the news, and people will try it out, and maybe Call of Duty's will have gone stale, or they change something, and people don't like it, or what have you. But at least at the very beginning, there's going to be a lot of intrigue that's going to hurt PUBG for sure. Um, so yeah, that was the uh, blackout mode for Call of Duty Black Ops. The uh, the beta has ended as soon as this goes out because I think it's 10 a.m. Eastern time on Monday morning. Um, so I guess if you're listening to this, you have one hour left at most. No, 45 minutes because if you downloaded this at 9 o'clock, we're 17 minutes in. So you've got 45 minutes to go <laughs> download it uh, to give it a shot. Hurry up. Yeah, go, go, go. But don't pause the podcast. Like, keep listening, but just boot up here. Hopefully you have it installed, because it took me, like, a fucking day to install that thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't started now, it's over. You missed your chance. Um, all right, well, let's talk about Spider-Man, Joe, because uh, I platinumed it on Tuesday, because I could not put it down. Um, on Tuesday? On Tuesday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I played a lot on Monday and Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. I really, I really, really well, you like work, that Well, you work from home. Yeah. I had to go to work. I know. Stupid actual job. Yeah. So I only had like two hours in the morning and like two hours at night to play. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. So this is going to be uh, probably We're gonna talk spoiler heavy. So like, if you haven't beaten Spider-Man yet. Yeah. Because um, you platinumed it yesterday. Yes. I platinumed it. Uh, I, actually, I platinumed it this morning. Nice. Uh, I platinumed it at 9 a.m. Yeah. Or I mean 1 a.m. Um last night this yeah, morning this morning technically yeah yeah so we will talk uh, full spoilers last week we gave our initial impressions which i don't think has, have they changed for you like uh, nope. okay so if you want to hear just our basic thoughts uh, last week's episode has all of that uh this week we're gonna go I and mean, the game's been out for a week now uh it doesn't take that much to beat it um well not short it doesn't like you could theoretically beat it without putting in crazy amounts of time no we did week. i did like everything before beating the game so that's why it took me so long if i just Same. sat down and like powered through the story i could yeah. have gotten it beaten really quick yeah i've seen like 15 to 20 hours you can get through if you're just doing the story um whereas like yeah i i did everything to where i thought i was going to platinum it as soon as i beat the game um, but i realized i had missed a couple yeah i was missing like three yeah. random trophies. Yeah, so we'll talk full spoilers um, going forward. So I can time code it. So if you want to skip ahead so you don't hear anything, uh, then you can do that and jump right in when we get to the lightning round or the big story of the week. Not the lightning round, actually. Um, so yeah, Joe, let's talk Let's talk story. What did you think of the Spider-Man PS4 story? Um, 
it was very good. I felt it was a little, um, the pacing was weird, it's, I would say. It was front-loaded a little bit. It was incredibly front-loaded. Actually, it was probably incredibly back-loaded because oh, so yeah. much happens at the end of the yeah. game. Because we were talking just before, like, the story doesn't really pick up until you're like 80% of the way through the game. Yeah. And that's like counting collectibles and things like that. Cause like we, yeah, it's, it's counting adding like all the collectibles to the game. Yeah. Cause we talked to... last week that like before progressing necessarily in a story, we were getting all the backpacks and all the photo locations and all the crimes and all the, like, that's how I was playing it where I was trying to, every time a new thing opened up, like, went, the guys like, go and, like all my pigeons are gone. And like, I hope someone can find my pigeons. I'm going to go find your fucking pigeons. Man. Yeah. I'm going to bring all your goddamn pigeons back to you right now. Yeah. Research stations did all those. Mm-hmm. Like there would be times where I'm like, all right, I'm kind of done doing research stations. Let me go do some story missions. Yeah. Like I kind of paced it out a little bit, but I was trying to do all the collectibles and all the challenges as I was going along. But in doing so 80% of the way through the game is when like, the, it picks up like the scene from E3 on the raft mm-hmm. with the introduction of the Sinister Six was like 85% of the way through the game. Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Yeah. Cause the whole time that I was playing the game, I kept looking, you know, every time I started up the game, it has the, you know, next to your save file, it tells you how far into the game you percentage wise. Um, and I remember looking at it and I was like 81% of the way through the game. And I said to myself like, Christ, I haven't even gotten to like the villains yet. No. <laughs> Except for like, um, uh, the Shocker early on. Yeah, and Kingpin, which is the uh, first Kingpin, one. Kingpin, which is like out. the first mission. Yeah. Um, you, you don't really run into like any supervillains. No. Uh, until that point. So I, I'm sitting there going like... When like Mr. It, Negative... Was that the ma- last mission of the game? Did they... Uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself playing this. I'm like, did the, was not the E3... Off. Yeah. I was like, was the E3 trailer the last mission of the game? It's not far off. It's not. Um... Because even the Mr. Negative bombing of City Hall, which was super fucked up. Yeah, dark shit right there. Yeah, because uh, anytime there's a terrorist attack in a game in New York, you're just like, ooh. Mm. Um, but that that even came super late. So, like, Mr. Negative didn't become, like, an actual threat until then. Because mm-hmm. everything else was just his goons are out there. Yeah. So he's clearly, like, well, making a play. Well, demon guys out there for some reason. Yeah, he's making a play for New York, but he doesn't become like a real threat to you until that moment. And you're like, Oh, Oh shit. But that's super late in the game. And then when it finally comes to be the sinister six and that moment from the E3 trailer, and it's revealed that, you know, Dr. Octopus is here. That was 85% of the way through the game. And I've, I've heard them talk about, so like, let's see, were you surprised by the doc Ock reveal? No. I mean, it was obviously going to happen from the very beginning of the game. The second, I was telling you the second the that, second that they showed that they were working on mechanical arms. <laughs> well, the second that they showed me that like him and Peter have this relationship and he sees him as a mentor and he's like he really wants to work for him. Yeah, I was like, well, this is Peter Parker. We're talking about his soul has to be crushed. Yeah, obviously the guy in the E3 trailer because there was all that speculation of like, oh, who could it be? What's this? Is it, is it Green Goblin? Yeah, is it Venom? There was a point where I thought maybe it would be Green Goblin because. Um, or the no, I thought the statue that it came with might be Green Goblin, the collector's edition statue might uh. be Green Goblin, because I thought, oh, here's Otto and he's building his own Sinister Six to take down Norman. Norman's gonna come back firing with some prototype suit thing that he created, and well, he's there be was Green the Goblin part too. where you're playing as um, Mary Jane and you're in Grand Central Station, you're going around to the like um, 
Oscorp is holding like a an event where they're showing off like their yeah, mili- military prototypes. And, yeah. And everything you look at is basically just Green Goblin. Yeah. It's and the th- glider. There's a thing that says like this is a an enhancement thing that makes you like stronger and faster. Um, there's a thing for like uh, healing that can like heal any wound and stuff. Yeah. And it, it's all that stuff that you're looking at it going like Oh, okay. This is all like it's everything. Everything you need to put together. You take all of this and put it together. You've made a green goblin. Yeah. Well, and there's also the the part where she's in like his apartment. Uh, yeah, and he has and the, helmet. the helmet is there, and there's pumpkin bombs on the table. So I thought maybe I the statue. The pumpkin bombs. They're just the little like purple cylindrical things. There's a couple of them on a desk. Oh, I missed that. Um, but yeah, I didn't think the the Doc Ock reveal was all that. Like I, I've seen interviews with the creative director, and they're like, we really wanted to make this like big emotional impact I'm like it's as a spider-man fan and maybe that's not necessarily who they were targeting with like big story things like i wasn't surprised by that it wasn't a big shock it was just kind of like okay cool like here we are now like i think he looks awesome i think he looks great i think I just, it was... i gotta say um this game uh helped me kind of i think doc ock might be my favorite spider-man villain he's one of he's one of the two correct answers to that question yeah because there's really only two, and it's him and it's Norman. It, it, yeah, well, yeah, it's either one of those. Um, maybe Venom? No. I think in the, pantheon, the, the... in the pantheon of great, and this is a podcast for another, like, this is a separate... <laughs> this what is, is a Just Talk About Spider-Man podcast? Yeah, um, but I think in the if, if you really look at it in the pantheon of great Spider-Man villains, it's, it's Doc Ock or it's Norman. Simply yeah. for longevity and for the pain that they've caused. Like, Norman Osborn killed his first love, also uh, made him think that he had a child and then killed that child, or, like, he, like he just fucks with Peter, he fucks with Spider-Man, like, he, he goes so much farther, like, Venom is a tough villain, and he looks cool, um, but in terms of being a thorn in Spider-Man's side, he's not, he's not really, like, yeah. he's not around for the length and duration that those other ones are, so I think, typically when... When I have that conversation with people about Spider-Man villains, it's it's usually Doc Ock or it's Green Goblin. And depending on what stories you want to pull from, you can make a case for either one. Yeah. And there's a, also you know, a thing about like aesthetic. You know, you go back to some of the older Doc Ock stuff and he just kind of looks goofy. Yeah. He looked um, really good here. I this one, he looked those. really good. He looked really intimidating. Yeah. Um, I always kind of think back to the like Alfred Molina Doc Ock from yeah. Spider-Man 2. Um, something about like those arms that are just so kind of goddamn intimidating. That's why I bought the the Marvel Legends figure for it because like it just looks really cool. Yeah, there's something about that that's intimidating. Like it, he's just to me every time you kind of like see him in motion or if you see him like really well done in like, the comics, just those fucking arms like coming in, stomping, just smashing everything. You're like, God damn, that'd be so fucking like yeah crazy to see in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so like it wasn't surprising at all. But I thought it was I thought it was good. I just I was surprised how little build up there was to him becoming a supervillain. And I know that there are hints I mean, to it. It literally just happens. Yeah. Like it, it, there's the slow build up and there's obviously the scene where they're in the lab and he's got the arms on the first time you see him like pull the arms out. Yeah. Um and he gets like mad and yells at Peter. You're like, "Okay, it's getting there." But like he went from like I'm mad at Peter to I'm going to destroy the city. Yeah really really quickly well when peter fixes the or tells him like hey man you can't wear the the things because the circuitry is not right like we need to work on that before you try again he has this devilish look of like i'll show you like i'll do whatever i want 
And so that's when you know, like, all right, it's bad. But it's not, I just created the Sinister Six bad. Like, it went from, I thought there would be a point where he's like, no, screw this. Like, I'm going to go after Norman by myself. And that didn't work. And I, like, got away. I lost to Spider-Man, but I got away. But now I'm going to need to enlist these criminals to go help me. I thought that, I thought there was going to be that. And there wasn't. It was just like, nope, I need the criminals right out of the gate. And I'm gonna build them suits and wipe their debt and yeah, it, they they put the that like focus in afterwards. You know, when you go back to the labs and you like look through all this stuff, it shows that uh, you know Doc Ock has been working on this the whole time. Yeah, and um, Peter even says something like, "Yeah, like um, how did I not see it?" Oh, well, he, he says something like, "He how long has he been using this before I even knew?" Yeah, to like imply that the thing was already messing with his head long before he even got there. Yeah. Um, so, and like you go back and you see like his, you know, blueprint of the raft on the wall and it has like everyone meet here, like meet on the roof, yeah. like Electro destroys this, all that kind of thing. Um, so it does like hint later on, but that kind of almost feels like lazy writing. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh yeah, he was just doing it the whole time. We should probably explain this. Yeah. Probably. We, yeah. We should probably explain how he managed to just, cause you know, this, the kind of thing where like. So he shows up at the raft. Was he telling the Sinister Six, or I guess the Sinister Five, the whole time what was happening? Like, did did he just bust into the raft and be like, "I'm freeing you guys. You work for me now. I'm doing this." Yeah. And they just went, "Okay." Yeah. I don't know how he got that. Electro, I want you to blow everything up like outside. Also, here's then, a suit. Yeah, here's a suit. Blow everything up outside. Spider Man's gonna chase you. Leave him on the roof. We're gonna beat him up. And then the Electro just went like, "Okay, <laughs> why yeah. not?" Like, Vulture was just like, sure, why not deal? Yeah. Um, again, none of this is say it's bad. Like, I didn't hate it. It's just one of those, oh, uh, it could have been a little better. But it was still, like, it was still great fun. What did you think of the, the suit that he makes at the end? I was disappointed by it. Same. I didn't like it. Like, it didn't feel like a Spider-Man suit. No, it didn't. Like, it if, felt... I wanted the if you're going to have, like, the big throwdown, like, have a Spider-Man suit. It looked like the Destroyer from it did from thor yeah um, i watched that movie last night and actually thought of that uh but it was weird because like i was like all right i knew the i knew the last mission was coming where like you're about to go into the lab or something like that and it's it like says this, this is, is the last, last time that you can upgrade your armor or do anything before going in for the end game stuff and so i was like okay i want to put on my favorite suit like i want to put on a good suit to play through the final part of the game with a suit that I like. So I think I went with like the classic Spider-Man for that. You start the game with rather than the white spider. Cause I just like it better. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to look like classic Spider-Man. I'm going to go fight Doc Ock. I'm yeah. going to go do all this. Like well, here we go. Spider-Man is going to beat Doc Ock. I'm so excited for this. And I put that suit on and I walk through the door and the cutscene starts and I'm in the white spider. And I went, motherfucker, you're not even going to let me like every other cutscene throughout the entire game has been whatever suit I wanted. Mm-hmm. And every subsequent fight is the suit that I want. And this one is like the cutscene isn't even the suit I walk in with. It's the white spider one. And I was like, oh, you just you, you, you just took that away from me. I was really excited for this. And then they gave me a suit that I didn't really like. And I like I was disappointed because I wanted to finish the game and have this epic like finale in the suit that I wanted to pick. And I get that this is a curated experience and they wanted me to have like this suit and do this fight. And there's a reason for it. But as like a Spider-Man fan, I was just like, Oh, you just took a, like, you've given me this choice the whole time. Like you've given me this customization aesthetic this whole time. And you 
took it away. Yeah. Right at the last, right at the most important part, you took it away. Well, uh, I I put on the the um the white spider suit um yeah. just because I was like. Usually every time like a big event was going to happen, I would switch back to that suit just because I was thinking like this is the suit they want me to be wearing yeah. at this time. Um, so like, I feel like I'm obligated to be wearing that one at some point. Like, and I get that, you know. Um, so I, I I switched to that, and then he goes and he puts on the suit, and I was just like, oh, so it's just like an armored version of the big time suit. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There's already a suit in the game that looks very very similar to. Yeah, him. and I was like, and it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like like it has a spider on the chest. It doesn't no. look like Spider Man. No. So I was just like, oh, like maybe even if it was like just put some red and blue in there. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I, I was, but I mean, it's all, like you know, one little thing. Like I like how like he was wearing the suit underneath it. Like, yeah. When you see like the damage done to the suit later on, you can see the white like spider showing through. So he just put it on like over his other suit, which I also kind of thought was weird. Well, no, because it's an armor, so it would go on over his clothes. True. essentially yeah so um i thought it was cool that like doc ock knew because doc ock is a smart dude and if you work that closely with peter and peter's making the spider i mean i assumed he knew right off the bat yeah uh, like when he was like oh you like when he did the thing where he's like i know what's really going on here you're making you're making a suit for spider-man i yeah. was like no he just instantly went like oh you're spider-man but i don't want to like actually i don't want to blow up your spot yeah so i'll yeah. just pretend i don't know because they're trying to like paint him as like this super smart dude, and then he comes in and just makes the dumbest possible conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. It gave it a, like an, an emotional moment of Peter being like, "Oh fuck, you know, I'm in trouble." Because now this guy who's a super villain now knows my secret. That sucks. And but they never go back to it. Like they have the thing where he says, "Like help me, or I'll give you, or I'll like help me, and I'll keep your secret." Yeah, he was kind of like, I don't worry, your secret's safe with me. Yeah, it's kind of you, like if a, you help me, he made it. Yeah, sound. if you let me go, yeah, it's, it's not my fault. If you give me my arms back, yeah, because I'm dying without them, essentially. Yeah. Um, but then he never says anything. No, well, I mean, I mean, it might come. He back ends later in a cell with one. like a smirky look on his face, so I'm sure it'll come into play later. My ultimate hope, and they kind of hinted at it with like, you know, mind technology, is that there's some. Uh, there's something that happens either in a second game or a third game that they switch bodies and like Peter's locked oh, up yeah. in a raft. It's, or... it's definitely building up to and we get a with him having the degenerative disease that he has in yep. the comics. Um, I'm assuming um, with the addition of Miles in the game, yeah, the third game will probably be Miles versus superior spider-man yeah or, it, or it'll be the second half of the second game where you're playing mostly as miles while you know peter is is doc ock or something like that like, yeah. that'd be a really cool way to tell that story because that's a story that's never getting told in a movie like no. it's such a hard concept to explain uh and it's just it wouldn't pay off right like the reason that story works in the comics is because it takes place in like issue 700 like it it takes place after 60 years of Spider-Man comics or, you know, what, 50 years of Spider-Man comics. And so he's older and it pays off as to like, oh shit, like he won, he lost, like Spider-Man finally lost and now mm-hmm. he's this bad dude. Like you, they would feel rushed in any other format, but I feel like they've done enough to where you could tell that story on a smaller scale and it would actually kind of work. So I wouldn't be, I'd be super down to see that because then it'd be, oh, it's Miles fighting Superior Spider-Man as like a boss to hopefully help Peter. You like and then reach him and get him back. Yeah. And then like, so like the Mr. Negative missions where they're clearly just Scarecrow missions from Arkham. Oh yeah. Um, which is funny. Or like the we, Venom when he was infected by the Venom. 
the the scorpion oh the venom. scorpion venom yeah those are all just scarecrow missions but like i could see that being missions where peter is trying to escape the mind prison that doc ock has him in in a future mm-hmm. game um so that you could even carry those over uh, and i think that that would be really cool yeah it does something where like you're miles fighting him and every time you like get a good hit and like knock him out do something it like flashes into the mind of him being like a doc ock's hold is weakened so yeah, like now peter something. can like break free yeah um all right well speaking of miles are you excited to have miles morales of the spider-man is he miles morales in this one his he's dad's... always miles morales well, no but his name was his dad's name was davis yeah, his dad's name's always but they never Aaron say davis. oh has it yeah oh why does he have a different last name i don't know maybe he's a stepdad because they never mentioned um I don't remember the They reason. never actually said his last name in the game that I remember. I don't ever remember hearing anyone say Miles Morales. Yeah. And my first thought was, his name said is it. Miles Davis? No. <laughs> no, they, they say it because at one point when Peter's talking to Aunt May about the kid, he's like, oh, there's this kid, Miles Morales. His dad was the, the guy who died. And I think he could really you know, like use something to keep his mind off it. So have him work at Feast. Oh. Uh, I just thought it was weird that his dad had a different last name. Yeah, his mom is Hispanic, so I assume it's his mom's last name. But they were, it seemed like they were happily married. Yeah, but I did. So you just took his mother's last name? It's possible that it's a stepdad. I don't, I don't remember the specifics of it. In the comics, I'm pretty sure it's just his dad. Yeah, but it could be it's a stepdad, but he just calls him his dad because he loves him and doesn't hate him. And he's not like, fuck you, you're not my real dad. Uh, Uh, I just found that like weird. um... See, I didn't because that's always been the case. Like his dad has always been Jefferson Davis. Was his dad a cop, though? Uh, yes. It's been a while since I've read Ultimate Spider-Man. I don't I remember started... his dad being a cop. I just I... kind of remember him being, like, regular, like, just normal dude. I think he was a cop. At one point, he got recruited to work for S.H.I.E.L.D., so I assume they would do that because he was some kind of... I thought he was just a businessman, because I remember his brother being, like, a the prowler no his yes. brother was a was a prowler his brother was a yeah aaron Dude. davis was the prowler yeah in the like ultimate super villain. Yeah. yeah um that's what it makes me think he is a cop is because his brother is a criminal and there's that dichotomy there uh, i need to go back and read ultimate spider-man because i don't remember his dad being a cop at all in that i just downloaded it. i started fresh from from issue number one of the ultimate i'm gonna read through i have the trade paperbacks yeah i just like i downloaded like the trade paperbacks in like ebook form or whatever um so i'm gonna go through and read those I'm trying to see if i can find Miles's family. Like the family tree thing? Yeah. Oh, wait, this is regular Spider-Man. I want Miles. And I found it weird that it did... Uh, I mean, like, obviously, most of this game deviated from the... Yeah, it tells its own story. Yeah. I was, I was just surprised that his father was killed, because in the comics, his mother's the one that's killed. Correct. This one, his father's the one that's yeah. killed. So that, that was something that's... Brutal circum- fucking way, too. I know. Well, he's saving the, the life of other people, or trying to, at least. Like, I don't think it helped. Yeah, it didn't look like it really did anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if I can find where it says. Yeah, Aaron Davis is definitely his uncle. Oh, okay. I was just throwing off with that. I, I I didn't remember his dad having a different last name than him. Although I guess it would make yeah, sense. Yeah, Rio Morales is his mother. Oh, okay. So I don't know if they ever. Because yeah, like I said, I just kept thinking like, is his name Miles Davis in this game? No. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Let's see, Jefferson Davis. Uh, yeah it just says hmm. yeah I don't see it doesn't say like what their like relation uh, single life meeting and marrying Rio and having Miles so huh. 
Maybe they split up at some point. Oh, you know what it is? I think they give him a different name to keep him away from the uncle, maybe? Oh. Uh, but he would just find his brother anyways. And didn't they establish that his brother like always like knew him? Or his uncle always knew him? Maybe. I don't know. Well, this is comic stuff. Yeah. So we should be talking about the game. True. Very good point. But you brought it up and then it was bugging me as to why. But I, yeah, I wasn't surprised by that because I knew that his dad was always named Jefferson Davis. Yeah. But it's still very sad when he died. Yes. Mostly because um, like, that would have been a cool relationship working with you know Spider-Man and stuff because they did a couple missions together and he seemed like a real stand-up dude. Hmm. Uh, I want to go back to the suits. So okay. um, when we originally talked, we only had a couple suits unlocked. What are your opinions on the suit selections in this game now that you've seen all of them? Because uh, we were talking last time about like there was only a few slots left and there were still some real good ones that needed to be filled yeah and also like how what suit is in the game might affect what could possibly be in future games like obviously there's no superior suit yep. that can be unlocked in this one so no that leaves suit. the options yeah no black suit so that leaves the options of those suits being important to the plot line later on yep uh i super dug both versions of 2099 mm-hmm. i really like both of those suits um they were a little more like metallic-y than i thought um, but I, I liked using both of them. I had the, the white 2099 suit. I used a lot. I really like that suit. Uh, I have a figure for it. Yep, right there next to me. Yeah, next to the blue one. Uh, I, so I really like that suit. I was a big fan of it. I used it for a while. I also really liked the look of the, uh, I guess it's a spider armor, the one with the, the green eyes and the green spider chest, the, actually the one that I have there as well, next to Ultimate Peter, where it's like the newer continent. Yeah, that one. Uh, I used that one for a while with like the... Is that the armor suit? It, it, it's technically called an armor suit in the game. It's like... I, I know the one you're talking about. It yeah. just looks like the regular red and blue suit, but it's... It's got the green it's spider. It's like armored. Yeah. yeah. And it's got the green spider and the green eyes. I like that one a lot too. I I like that suit. It, t- it took a while to grow on me when it was in the comics, but I, I like it. So I used that for a while as well. I also really enjoyed the vintage suit. The cell shaded like the throwback one. That I just thought it looked amazing. really cool. I just I, like I was running around in that suit and I was like, I want this to be a shader on the whole game. <laughs> that would be like if when you were wearing it, it threw that shader on it. Like that would everything be really turned funny. into like comic book style. Yeah, I also love that suit power of quips. Mm-hmm. So like you distract them by quipping at them. I thought that was really funny. And I used that one to swing around anytime I went to do a mission or a base or anything like game related. I turned it off because I didn't want to see it in the game, but I liked seeing it. While I was swinging around and I was taking pictures with it. Um, so I really like that one too. Uh, the wrestler suit wasn't that bad. The uh, I also did the extra secret photo missions to get the, the ESU suit, which is just him wearing jeans and an ESU t-shirt and a Spider-Man mask. Oh, that I didn't know. That's I didn't know the, that was a suit that came with those. Yeah, that's the secret photo missions. Like when you do all 35 or whatever secret photo, or 50. 50 secret photos, you get that suit. So it's... He's wearing an ESU t-shirt and jeans and he has the mask on? Yeah, so you know the the Miles scene at the end where he reveals that he's got spider powers mm-hmm. and how Peter is dressed? It's that with a Spider-Man mask. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Um, I'm surprised that okay. wasn't part of the, like, unlock all the suits. Yeah, you know, no, that, those secret photo things, because there's no way to, like, checklist them and because they only show up on your mini-map if you have the perk equipped, it yes. doesn't count towards your 100%. So it's just, I'm just, just I'm saying around. I'm surprised it didn't count to the hundred percenting of the costumes. Yeah. When you go to the costumes, it says, yeah. Unlock also. Yeah. It just counts for nothing. I guess. Cause it was a day one edition. Like it was a day one patch edition oh. uh, from what I read afterwards. Oh, cause I didn't do those. 
Yeah, I there just were, did them. There were a couple things I didn't end up doing in the game um, because they weren't like required to 100% things. Like, like what? I didn't do all of the Taskmaster challenges. Oh, you didn't? I, I completed them, but I didn't um Oh, you didn't max them, them out. Oh, yeah, I, I maxed them all out. I uh, I maxed out all of the stealth ones, um, but I just couldn't get the... Um, like the combat ones or the bomb ones, I couldn't like one hundred those. John was ready to break his controller. Like he was texting me about the combat ones, and he like was trying I couldn't to even get close with those. There was a couple. And I thought that it was like doing really good. Like I like would run in and just kick the crap everything, and I'd be like a thousand points off, and I'd be like, "What the fuck am I like doing wrong here?" Yeah, it's just about combos and timing and all kinds of weird shit. Hmm. I think I yeah I maxed them all out. Because I wanted to, even though it didn't count for, towards 100% or the trophies, because the trophies was get medium or better. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I got medium on all of them, but I didn't ultimate them. What did you um, think of Taskmaster, like by his, the way? Uh, the fact was, that he was in the game, I thought that was surprising. Yeah, I thought that not, was cool. He's not, a, he's not a Spider-Man villain. No, he's a Marvel villain. Yeah, no. that, well, that's what made me surprised. Yeah. Like, he's the only person in the game that's not a specifically Spider-Man character. No. He's had several run-ins with Spider-Man, I mean, especially he's had in several Ultimate. With, like all of the characters. Yeah, but in Ultimate, he had a big presence as well, from what I remember. Um, but I thought he looked cool. I was surprised that he didn't have a shield, considering there are so many shielded enemies in the game. Like he it's seemed probably like, because it would have been too much of a reference to Captain America. Maybe, but it, it also it was weird because like it seemed like it would have been the perfect like amalgamation of all the other enemies you fought because he has the electronic stick. And he has a shield, and he like Shoots he has the bowl of things. Yeah, he has all of the things that all of the other enemies have, but it's in one person, so you have to take him down in different ways. Like that would have been a really cool addition. But I thought he looked fine, and I thought, and I was surprised that he was there, and that you got to fight him. Like that was that was pretty sick. Yeah, it was a surprise I didn't. Expect. I always liked Taskmaster as a character. He's really cool. I almost bought a figure after playing because I was like, I saw it, and I was like, ooh. Taskmaster figure is pretty cool. And, uh, Taskmaster is pretty cool too. I don't know. I didn't end up doing it though. But yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, my th- uh, in the end, actually, my favorite suit ended up being. Oh, that's right, we were talking about suits. Um, the last normal one unlocked at level fifty, I think it was called the Last Stand suit. It's the leather biker jacket mm. with the Spider-Man logo and the jeans. Mm-hmm. I always really kind of liked the um, the idea of like realistic superhero like uniforms. Yeah, because you know. You're never actually going to see a good-looking Spider-Man suit in real life. <laughs> that would like actually be something like tactical. Like if there was a real Spider-Man going around, he wouldn't have that suit. He would probably be wearing something like a you know. I don't know. I've seen some pretty good cosplays that look super realistic. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like if this was a real thing, like if you were Spider-Man, would Still you build your... them? Damn it! <laughs> if you were Spider-Man, would you run out and get like a lycra body suit and go like I'm gonna go fight crime in this? Or would you like yes. wear a, a jacket and jeans? If I was that ripped, I absolutely would. Like, That's hey, look true. Everybody. Right? I'm super ripped. Yeah. Look at my uh, look at my superheroing. Yeah. So I always like kind of really like the like realistic looking suits. Whenever you, somebody does like a kind of a redesign of a superhero costume to yep. like actually look like something a person would really actually wear yeah, in real life, that. I always like it. So when I got that suit, I ended up using that one around a lot because it's kind of like the jeans and like boots looked cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad suit. But I, I was glad with what came after we talked last week in terms of suits because there was a bunch of, of options that I really liked. Mm. Overall, there was a bunch of really good ones. Uh, I know Tyler and John said they were using the 
the the homecoming suit not the homemade one but like the stark tech one that yeah. that looks really good in the game mm-hmm. uh, and it does uh, so i i used that one i used the 2099s the so the uh, and also the the ones that came with the pre-order bonus you ended still end up getting those right oh yeah those all unlocked in they're in the game yeah that was weird that they were like pre-order bonuses but they were in the game you just got them off like unlocked off the bat yeah it's funny i got my code tuesday as i was 95 percent of the way through the game oh you ended up getting the code the code finally came in like i finally got my email from best buy the code came in and i just went thanks thanks guys uh and so when i beat the game and platinumed it i just put the code in so i could get the the avatar that's all i wanted at that point was the avatar because i wanted my avatar to be the spider-man logo the theme sucks uh i I haven't even looked at the theme i can confirm that it's just it's spider-man like and it when you switch from the top to the bottom, like the picture just moves from the top to the bottom. Like it's, it's the smallest like iteration of what you could call dynamic. Like uh-huh. it is the, the lamest definition of dynamic that you could possibly have. Uh, and it just, uh, the other one was better. The other one that we got was better. So, uh, so yeah, I just got, I, I just got it for the avatar because mm-hmm. all the other ones unlock in game, just at normal random intervals or whatever. The spider armor is cool. I like those legs, the, the, the pop out. Oh, the, the tendrils or those. Yeah, love those. Yeah, they do look weird on other suits. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, ending wise, so mm-hmm. what do you think of like the Harry reveal and what was going on? I I actually kind of liked how it turned out that like, um, I knew he wasn't in Europe. I knew he, that he was definitely somewhere close by. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think when I when you see that tank, it doesn't look like a tank in uh and not like a tank vehicle but like a back to tank i guess um that when you see it when mary jane is scoping out the apartment i didn't think it she's like oh he's got a weird mad scientist vibe when she looks at it but i didn't think it was a tank and harry was in there uh but i just knew that he wasn't like he obviously wasn't in europe the whole time that they said he was in europe even before they found out like i knew he was clearly somewhere else for something um i didn't realize that he was necessarily sick i think it's cool it's weird that it's Venom? That's what I'm confused by. So, Venom in this one is some sort of genetic disease? No. Venom is what he's is using the to cure? cure Harry, I assume. because I Because, like, they talk about how the mother had a disease. Yes. And that's what killed her. Yes. And then you find out when in that scene where you're sneaking around that Harry, Harry also has, has that disease. disease. Yeah. So... You see him floating in the vet, and he's like, I will cure you. There's never any point where it indicates that Venom is some sort of cure? I think Venom is the cure. Or is Venom the disease? No, Venom's not the disease, because then the disease would exist. And, like, how would you have stopped Venom from getting out when the mom had it? Like, Because it wouldn't have been contained. Well, like, I'm more wondering, of like, does Venom just kill, like, does he have some, is, there, is it some sort of, like, parasite that just kills the host? No, I don't think so. And like, they that wouldn't be a symbiotic relationship. And they have him. That's true. Yeah. See? Good point. No, I think he's the cure because in the Ultimate Comics, uh, Venom is like living cancer, right? No, it's it's a it's something they create to help cure cancer. It's Peter's parents and Eddie Brock's parents work together to help try to cure cancer, and they develop that, uh-huh. or they use that to try to cure cancer. Okay. Um, and it ends up becoming obviously a bad thing. So. I like. I definitely think it's the cure that they're working on. It's weird they're going that way. Like, I well, know... that was the thing is that like the cure was devil's breath. Yeah, and that didn't work. So I think this is something else. Maybe that's helping stabilize him or something. I don't. I don't know. We're gonna have to find out. But yeah. Venom is involved somehow. 
um, which I guess is cool. Again, not my favorite. Like, I'd rather see a Green Goblin for the second game, and maybe we will, and that'll Venom will be a third game kind of setup. I mean, it could totally be um, Harry breaks out, becomes Venom, like becomes a threat, and then at some point, like throughout that, you know, Osborne goes like, "Okay, I need to do something to try and like." save or stop Harry because yeah. that was the thing that I kind of found weird with this one is that it seems to really imply like Norman Osborn's not a bad guy in this one oh, he's a super bad guy are you kidding no everything that he created devil's breath a, a, an attempt to cure his son and the disease was the side effect of it they said devil's breath was designed to cure Harry no but, but I... it ended up being a plague so they tried to seal it away and that's why Doc Ock wanted it well, didn't he also kill, like, didn't he also experiment on Martin that, that killed To try his and cure him because he was sick. Mm, I don't know. Still, the, the, he's a bad guy. He's a politician and a ruthless businessman. He's a bad guy. Yeah, but it, it seems like it's they're trying to go the other way with that, though, which I found. Like, you're you're meant to think that he's the bad guy, but at the end, everything you find out he was doing was all altruistic. Everything he was doing was trying to help and cure people. It just always went horribly wrong. Like, he's the ruthless businessman in the fact that, like, he did screw over Doc Ock and stuff. But yeah. nothing he was ever doing was meant to, like, harm people. It just no. it was always the side effect of everything he was trying to do. Yeah, but that's, you know. Like, he's trying to cure his son, so he, and he tried to make it a thing. He was actually trying to get, like, the cure to people um, when they made, like, the anti-vaccine. Uh, like, he was trying to cure the devil's breath for everybody in the city once everybody got infected. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a bad guy, though. Well, because you, you think he is just because he's Norman Osborn. He might turn bad guy right later on, but like as of right now, I found it kind of odd that like he ended up being the good guy in the end. Well, that, so that way when he becomes the bad guy next time, it's a... Like a surprise. Not a surprise, but it's a more emotional yeah, a like a journey. Because yeah. now you're just worried for him and his son. And he said he, he said he loved Harry, which he never says. He never tells Harry he loves him and all the... And Harry generally seemed to really love him too in the game like harry when always read, when you read the like uh harry's notebooks and stuff like he generally he's like thanking dad his dad for helping him he's like i love you dad he writes in the book and stuff yeah but he's also sick he's not right in the head you know not thinking clearly well disease it was like a genetic disease like yeah, a, it's taken over yeah i wonder if it's going to turn out to be the same thing that doc ock has because it basically it made sound it sound similar. like they're both like neurological like yeah. disease that affected the body yeah potentially but no, I, I'm excited for the setup there. I'm excited for the setup of Miles. I assume it'll be probably not a 50-50 split between them in the next game, but they'll probably be, you know, you trying out. I would be surprised as... if you could, like, switch between them. Yeah, like, play the game how play it both as, like, ways. like, Miles when you're going around the city, and then, like, when you get to the thing, they'll say, like, okay, we, let's split up, and then, like, this mission, like, yeah. it shows Peter running off, and the next mission will show Miles running off, and you'll, like, play his part. Yeah, it would, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Like, I think it's cool. I, I liked the reveal of Miles, like, jumping on the ceiling. Or Peter thinking that he's talking about puberty. <laughs> even though Miles looks like he's 17 years old. Yeah. Uh, he's just not small enough to be, like, a young kid. But, like, he jumps on the ceiling and then Peter jumps on the ceiling, too. So, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that dynamic. Because they had a good dynamic in this game of Peter kind of taking on a mentor role anyway. Just because he knows what it's like to lose a loved one in a tragic fashion. Uh, but... I, uh... The only thing that I had a problem with um, was the spider getting to that point. Like, why didn't it bite Mary Jane? And, and like... like, how it, it just was hanging on to Mary Jane for so long. Because, like, it goes from, like, Norman Osborn's hidden secret lab yeah. to them swinging around the city. 
Yeah, because they do swing around the because city. Because she jumps off the, the top of the penthouse building, and then they like swing around the city. Uh, he drops her off. Then you go to meet her at Feast. Yeah, and it's still on her the whole time. And it's still on her the entire time. I was like, that spider would have either like fallen off or jumped off or something by now. Or have bit her at, yeah. like, at, at any point in this. No, nah, it's probably just clinging on for dear life to the jacket. She didn't feel the jacket. She couldn't get bit through the jacket. And so it just was hanging on for dear life. Yeah. That was the only thing that, like, when I saw yeah. the spider, like, crawl off her, I went like, oh, come on. No, I get that. that I, I get that. But, it, I mean, it's got to get there somehow. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that it had, like, there was, like, Spider 42 or whatever, which is the same that it was, like, in the comics. So, like, I'm, I'm super down for that. Um, but last thing I want to ask about um, is the, the big emotional ending of Aunt May dying. What did you think of Aunt May dying? Because I, I cried. I did not see it coming. No. I knew, like, you see that she's sick, and you know that she's hiding it from everybody. Yeah, but it's... You just Spider-Man assume... Spider-Man saves everyone. He saves the day. <laughs> he just always does it. I mean, he doesn't always. He fails a lot of times. And the fact that it was, like, such a brutal... is like, I can save her, or I can save everybody else. Yeah. And, like, when he's, like, holding the vial of the anti-spirit, he almost puts it in. Yeah. But he's like, if I do this, everyone else dies. Yeah. Um... And so, like, when I was playing the game, because I went back to watch the scene afterwards just because, like, I don't know, I wanted to have the emotional impact again. Uh, I didn't hear, when it fades to black after he's, like, crying, like, on his knees, like, at her, her bedside, I didn't hear the, like, the EKG machine, like, do the beep. I didn't hear that. So it faded to black when I first watched it, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I didn't see her die. Like, maybe she's okay. Like, maybe that was just, she's got some time and she's not going to die right then and there and that maybe they'll maybe they will cure her and like the next scene will show her and she's helping give out the samples or whatever and then it shows Miles' mom giving out samples and then it cuts to May's funeral and I was just like no <laughs> she didn't make it oh my god I'm so sorry uh, it was very sad very emotional and the fact that she knew that he was Spider-Man when she said I want to see my nephew's face I was like she knows and she loves him Anyway, he's like, I didn't want you to worry. And she's like, I did. I was like, Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, uh, my first thought was like, I can't believe they're killing her off this early. Yeah. I mean, granted, she's been around for eight years since Ben died, so. Well, I mean, in, in the sense in the of mythos. Like, in the, no, in the, the terms of these games. Yeah, the game like, mythos. Yeah. Aunt May is such an important character that, like, you would think they would want to keep her around to, like, be a character in these games for at least... Because, like I said, you assume that there's going to be at least three of these games. Probably. Everything always comes in threes. Everything always gets, a, like, a three-part series. Um, so I assume that there's going to be three of these games. And getting rid of her this early on in the game's, like, life cycle seems surprising. Because she's such an important character to the plot. Although, I mean, I guess, like, you don't... There's very little actual mention of Uncle Ben in this game. Yeah, she says that he would have been proud, and they don't really talk about it. But it's been and like you see his like picture in the beginning. Yeah, there's very little mention of Uncle Ben, so I wonder if like in well, a it's way not that fresh. She... It's not a fresh wound for them anymore. It's been almost ten years since yeah. he died. Um, it, it was actually ten years because it's, it's no, it's uh, eight. He's been in Spider-Man for eight years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I just got confused because I remember the tombstone saying 2010. I was like, oh wait, it's not. 2020. It's not 2020. <laughs> um, but um. I, like maybe in a way that'll like kind of take over as the Uncle Ben like motivator in this one. Maybe going forward, maybe. like him constantly thinking back to Aunt May as opposed to constantly thinking back to Uncle Ben. It'll be more fresh. Yeah. 
But yeah, still very sad. Yeah, I was I was legit surprised that they went that route. I was a wreck. I was almost like for a moment there, I was like, are they going to give me a choice? I, oh my god, <laughs> I was sitting there because like my heart like sank for a second if they were going to give me the choice of like save her or save everyone else. Well, I knew so when I, going into that last battle, I knew that I had like I think four trophies left to get. Um, and I knew one of them would be the suits one because I hadn't gotten the suit yet. Like I knew there was going to be a, there was probably a final suit that you get. Um, and I hadn't, and there was like a couple, so I like, and I knew one would be beat Doc Ock and there was like two more that I didn't have. And I was Same. like, I was like, oh I don't my. know what these are. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know. And I didn't want to look them up. Just no, because I didn't want it to be a story spoiler. And I beat Doc Ock and I got the new suit and there were still two that I didn't get. And I was like fuck, is this going to be one of those things where I have a choice to save Aunt May or kill Aunt May and those are the two trophies? Like, one is save Aunt May and one is, like, like save the city. Not kill. It wouldn't be kill Aunt May. Kill everyone. Yeah, it would be, like, save Aunt May or save the city. And, like, those... And I'd have to essentially play through it again to get the other trophy and I'd be like, that'd be such a dick move. Also, don't make me fucking kill Aunt May, you assholes. (laughs) So I thought that was going to be a choice. And I was really dread, like I had like existential dread of like, I, I was do I let same thing. do I let Aunt May die? I kind of have to to be the best Spider-Man, don't I? But like, but like Spider-Man wouldn't sacrifice everyone to save one person. No, that's not but it's his. Aunt May. I know. So I was really glad that they didn't make me choose that because that would have been super fucked up. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it was still sad nonetheless. So what were the ones that you ended up missing in the end? Oh, I did. I hadn't. Uh, so I actually forgot to buy one of the suits. So that one took me a lot. Like I was like, why didn't it pop? Like what did I miss? And then I realized that like when I got big time, I didn't have enough tokens to buy it. And then when I did get enough tokens, I just forgot to buy it. Mm. Um, so that one clicked afterwards. I had to um, the web stick five enemies to each other. That's the one I was missing. Also, I didn't. But that like, one hug it out or something. Just use the trip mine to like. To uh, stick, stick two together. Ten, ten guys to or, Yeah. Uh, Do it five times. I think yeah. is what it was. Uh, and I had done it like four times. So I only had to do it once. And then I got the trophy. I was just really confused as to why that was a hidden trophy. Maybe because they didn't want to spoil yeah. that the trip mine was a thing in the game. But like, yeah. that's not a spoiler. No. I was very confused by that. Yeah. So I was missing that one. I was missing the take the picture of Uncle Ben's grave. Yeah. One. Visit Uncle Ben. And I'm so... I'm actually or really... Visit, yeah, not take a picture. I'm really glad that that was the last trophy I had to get. Because the screenshot of my like platinum trophy is me standing at... It's me in classic Spider-Man outfit standing at Uncle Ben's grave... Uh, with a little trophy in the corner that just says B grader. And I went, man, that's good. That's real. Because otherwise <laughs> it would have just... a good background for yeah, something. Yeah, because otherwise it would have just popped, like, in the probably when I beat Doc Ock in the cutscene. Or when you were buying the last suit. <laughs> yeah, and like, that like, would have been super lame. It would have popped in the picture of the suit menu. Yeah, that would have been super lame. Uh, but no, so my platinum trophy screenshot just says B grader standing at uncle ben's grave and like i wanted to share that with everybody like in the group but i also didn't because it's a story spoiler because aunt may's grave is next to it because i did it after the game so it was like a fresh grave site next to uncle ben's grave that even though spider-man is covering the name on the grave like if i send that to any one of you and you hadn't beaten it yet you'd be like is that is that aunt may's grave why is there a fucking fresh asshole? grave right next to uncle yeah ben's. it would have been very obvious um that's yeah. Peter's grave. And that's Miles wearing the suit now. Speaking of Peter's grave, did you think Peter was dead when the explosion went off? Especially now that Miles had been in the game at that point? Were you like, 
the the Jefferson Davis one. Like Peter is taken out of commission in the explosion because he's there not as Spider Man. Remember, like oh, that's right. Mary Jane is like, no, Peter. Yeah, oh my god, him. they're dragging him off. I was actually expecting the, to be something where like Peter is unconscious and Miles is hurt and they give him a blood transfusion. That's what I thought too. That's, that's what how I, I thought, thought was gonna like it was gonna be the kind of thing where like. Peter would be laying there, and someone would be like, nope. "This kid, this kid's like AB. We need someone who's AB." And they'll be like, "Oh, Peter's AB." Yeah, and he's like, he doesn't like. We can do that because he's here and unconscious, but he's fine. Like taking blood won't do anything. Yeah, um, I thought that's how it was going to be life. too. Yeah, and that's how he would get spider powers, and that's why Peter would feel that connection because it's his fault that Miles got spider powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was going to go that direction too, but when they took him out, I was like, Miles is in the game is. Are we going to find out Miles has had spider powers but didn't want to tell anybody? And well, that's now... how it worked in the comics. Like, he had spider powers for, like, a year, just never did anything about yeah. them. Yeah, and then when Peter died, he, he took was like, over. okay, now I have to, like, actually do something. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be that way, too. But, no, really good. Hmm. Overall, just a great game. I really... I've actually started... I went back and played it again on hard. Like, I started again. Oh, really? Yeah, because I maxed out everything. I got all the secret... I'm 110% done with the game. <laughs> um, and even... I just, like, for a while, I was just swinging around, just beating up criminals just because i could um but yeah I, uh, it's a really fun game and i don't it's a lot of gripes that i saw that i just don't agree with like people are mad about the police aspect of it i'm just like stop yeah i saw like stop five articles about like stop yeah like it's are you expecting spider-man to not work with the cops yeah like i get that you know the nypd has a history of like not being the greatest but He's Spider-Man. Also, he's like an idealistic very... kid who wants the best for everybody. Like, of course he's going to help the cops. Also, the very first mission in the game is you busting a bunch of corrupt cops. Yeah. And you're only really working... Really working for the Kingpin. Yeah, you're only really working with Yuri in terms of cops. Like, there are a couple that, And that's that, something like, that's been in the comics for a while. Yeah, and there's stuff that, like... But that's one person whose trust you've earned. It's like Batman doesn't help the cops. He helps Jim Gordon. Like, hmm. by proxy, he helps the police, but he's just taking out bad guys. And another guy. Yeah. Bullock. Yeah, so like, I don't know. I just it was one of those things where I'm like, just shut up. Like, can we just not? No, that's just trying to like make outrage. Yeah, it's a hot take, hot button issue. But like, but it was just funny that like five articles of the exact same thing all came out in like the span of two days. And those people are like, this is ruining the game for me. It's like, do you disconnect? You, you can't just swing around the city and have fun. Yeah, that's not what this is about. The cops have so little to do with it. And then the surveillance, like, oh, like surveillance. It's like, well, of course not. Oscorp's doing it. It's bad. And then also, like, the Sable, like... Yeah. They weren't really good guys either. No. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I was sitting there and I was trying to think, does this top God of War for you in terms of Game of the Year? Yes, so far, but only because I am a bigger Spider-Man fan than I am a God of War fan. Uh, in terms of, like, gameplay or whatever, I don't know. I'd have to go back and really think about it, but right now yes but just because i like spider-man i like the lore i like the idea of it so much better than god of war and like it took me a while to 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 beat god of war so like i wasn't doing it like i didn't play through it so it was all fresh like i was doing it over a period of time so like the story was more fragmented um i didn't spend as much time like doing the side missions and stuff because i really wanted to play through the story of that game so like i played it differently and i think that affected it but i don't think it's necessary i don't think it's a worse game by any stretch i think they're both very yeah. God of War is probably even a better game. There it is. I think uh, I think God of War is a far more polished game um, and has better storytelling, but Spider-Man is a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I think. And, like, Game of the Year is still several months off for that discussion to, to have, but I think, like, as of right now, it's fresh. 
I liked the story a lot better. I liked, you know, and I liked Spider-Man more, so I was more engaged automatically. But yeah, I think God of War, like, they're both crowning achievements in games. And I also really liked Detroit. Um, I still haven't played Detroit. To the point where, like, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, I should really, like, go back and try to play it with different branching story paths to see what other, like, versions of the story I can get. Um, so I might go back and, and play that game again just to do that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's too early to say, but I just, I really love Spider-Man, so it was always going to rank high. Even if it was a, wor- a much worse game, I would still have, probably have more fun with it than I did at God of War just because it's Spider-Man. Yeah. So... All right. Uh, we didn't cover everything in the game, but I think we covered our basic overarching thoughts about the big things for our spoilerness. Um, so we'll we'll jump out of spoilers. Uh, we'll no longer talk about Spider-Man, though we can say specifically if you jumped ahead and didn't listen that we love it. Uh, it's a super easy platinum to get. You basically, as long as you're careful to do all of the hideouts and all of the backpacks and all of those like challenges and hundred percent the like the burrows and stuff, you can get the platinum in one playthrough. There's no difficulty ones. There's, uh, it's very easy to get. So if you're at all looking to get a platinum, it's a simple, easy platinum to get. Um, but yeah, so that's it for Spider-Man. So we'll jump into the big news of the week that's not Spider-Man related. Um, though I will say that I'm very excited for that DLC that they put out a trailer for it, the the heist missions and the same oh, stuff. One. Yep. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. It comes out October, November, and December. Very excited. Uh, but the big news of the week was a Nintendo Direct that got moved from last week due to her er, tsunami earthquake. and earthquake uh, out in Japan, uh, which is weird that they postponed it because it was pre-recorded. Like I don't think it was being shown live. I don't know why they couldn't have just put it up. Uh, yeah, good point. That was weird. But but I mean, maybe the, safety is paramount, and you want to get everybody out of the office. And yeah, there's probably something to do with that. Or you maybe can't like press server or something. Yeah. I so no, I, like I get it. I just at, at first I was like, wait, it's pre-recorded. Can't they just put it out? But you want to get everybody out of the building and safety first and all that. So I totally get it. Um, so yeah, we had a new Nintendo Direct this week. I think the big thing was the real the details about nintendo online which was a big chunk of it but there's also some some game reveals and some surprises which i wasn't expecting i thought it was just going to be a basic faq on the yeah that's the what online I was expecting also and well, then like maybe a handful of things but you got i there was a lot more than i was expecting to be yeah. announced in this this almost a, felt like an almost e3 level yeah like uh, nintendo direct it was very it's very meaty yeah. So let's jump into it, Joe. What were some of the things in the Nintendo Direct? From this um, first thing, uh, right off the bat, they came out with the announcement of uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Nintendo Switch, which I was really surprised by. Um, mainly because like the Luigi's Mansion 1 is getting re-released on the 3DS. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion 2 was a 3DS game? Was a 3DS game, yes. Yeah, 1 is getting re-released on 3DS. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised with this announcement that it didn't come with a... Also, here's a double pack of one and two on Switch. That's what I was actually expecting. Yeah. Um, maybe because they didn't want to cut into the market of trying to sell the 3DS version of number one Still right off the bat. why they made a 3DS version of it. I know. To be totally honest. It's very weird. It's very weird. It doesn't make any sense. should have just... Because if you were going to... If you were going to make a three, just put one and two on the system that you're going to put three on. It did... Like with Bayonetta, where Bayonetta 3 is coming to Switch, and so they put Bayonetta 1 and 2 on Switch. Mm-hmm. Done. Uh, yeah, I know. It's very bizarre. Um, Are you excited for that? I haven't played any of the Luigi's Mansion games. I didn't I, have a GameCube. I, played, I didn't buy it for uh, 3DS. I played and absolutely loved Luigi's Mansion 1 on the GameCube. Um, like, at the time that it came out, it was something, like, really kind of new and weird. So you were like, oh, this is bizarre, but, like, let's give this a try. And then it turned yeah. out to be, you know, 
quite a blast. Um, playing the second one, um, I, I did pick it up and I played it for a while. Um, I just never got around to finishing it. I probably only got like a quarter of the way through the game. Um, and it was the kind of thing where like the first one at the time that it came out, like I said, was like something bizarre and new and weird. So you're like, oh, this is cool. I really want to give this a try. At this point, you're like, okay, this is just Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> It's not new or different. Anymore. Yeah, so it didn't like blow me away. I wasn't like entirely motivated. Um, so I'm hoping with this one they get something really good to like motivate me to beat it. Yeah, and not just you can use the the switch with a gyro sensor and look yeah. around to find ghosts. Yeah, so it's really got to do something like special to like get me really interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably will go back and try and beat Luigi's Mansion two again, get that completed, see if I'm a little more inclined to do it. Um, but as of right now, I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, it's yeah. a cool thing. I'll like, get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll most likely still buy it. Um, but I, I wasn't like, oh man, Luigi's Mansion 3. I was like, oh cool, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, after Luigi's Mansion, um, they showed off, uh, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, uh, which is a port of the, um, Wii game. the Wii game, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Uh, was it Wii or Wii U? Wii. Wii? Yeah. Yes, it was. You're right. The one on Wii U was the Air Rider one or whatever, where you drew the. Wasn't that for the 3DS? No, there was one on the there was one on the Wii U because I remember playing it uh, with my ex and like we did not have fun because it didn't like was not intuitive as to how to like there was drawing on the gamepad was involved. Mm. Um, so that will be coming out for 3DS in 2019. Um, I didn't play that one. Kirby's Epic Yarn. Same. I remember being like intrigued by it. I liked the aesthetic and thought like that was cool. I kind of really like a lot of the like Nintendo arts and crafts style yeah. stuff that they do. For their but, like lesser characters, I guess. Yeah, but I never picked that one up. I might give this one a try. Um, if it was on Switch, I would, but I'm not I'm not really inclined to pick my 3DS back up. I'm still kind of, I'll still pick my 3DS up once in a while. Like you picked up like WarriorWare. I did, and I didn't play that much of it. Oh, really? I thought you finished it. No, I didn't. I unlocked most of the games, but. I just like I didn't I didn't complete it. Oh. I know I didn't finish it, but yeah. I think other stuff came out. And I just yeah, that's a, hard it, thing. the 3ds is on the list, like the three third of things I want to play games on. Yeah, that's the that's the problem when it comes to the 3ds at this point is yeah. There's so many other things on like better consoles to play yeah. that you're like, and, and I just I don't like I'm not traveling enough to like make no. the 3ds viable at this point. And even at that point, now that if I do travel, I bring my Switch with me instead of my 3ds. Exactly. Like when I go to a friend's house, where it's like I'll walk to a friend's house and like I'll bring a backpack full of stuff because like we just hang out there and like everyone's playing you know video games or watching movies or whatever. So like everyone's kind of doing their own thing. We're all just hanging out together. And so it's either. I'm bringing a, a tablet to like read comics. I'm bringing my Switch, so that way I can play Switch games. Recently, I was bringing my Vita, so I could play some Vita games. Like my 3DS is in the backpack, and I never think to pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, there were a couple of things that have already been announced. Um, they gave a release date for the Mario and Luigi uh, Bowser's Inside Story remake for the 3DS with Bowser uh, Jr.'s adventure or whatever. Yeah, but that was already announced. Yeah. That wasn't like anything new. But uh, the release date for that will be January 11th, 2019. Uh, they also talked about Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS uh, and said that it will be have a local two-player mode. That seems kind of cool. Um, they talked about uh, the Yokai Watch games, which I don't play any of those, so I don't really know anything about it. Oh. Um, they're cranking those out, though. I feel like there's a new Yokai Watch game like every six months almost. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. I mean, it's probably like how Pokemon was at the beginning, where there was one every, you know, one every year, and then the the off year was like a combo of the two. Like it seems very similar to early Pokemon. Yeah, so that'll be uh, Yokai Watch Blasters, uh, Red Cat Corpse, and White Dog Squad. Um, they'll be getting an update called Rabbit Crew. So sure. good for that. That'll be coming out on uh, September twenty seventh. Uh, they then announced the newest version for Splatoon, version 4.0, which is going to come with, I'm assuming, more maps, and they showed off, like, more character customization options in the game. New weapons, I think. Yeah, some new weapons. Gotta get back into Splatoon. I haven't played a lot of it recently. Yeah, that's just another one of those things where, like, there's just too much other stuff to play that it's hard to, like, justify playing them. Yep. You know, Splatoon. Um, and then they talked about Mega Man 11 after that, which is also nothing new. We knew that was coming to Switch before, right? Like, I knew the game existed, but that was always coming no, they to Switch. No, yeah, right? they announced that it was coming for Switch, like, initially. Because okay. they announced the Amiibo, like, bundle That's right. for That's it. Right. Um, uh, also, nothing new for that. Uh, then for Mario Tennis Aces, they announced a couple of new characters coming for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just pull up the article uh, that had it. Birdo, which we already knew. Did they already announce Birdo? Yes. I feel like that was one of the things they said Birdo was coming later. It was Birdo. It's the piranha plant that's uh, the boss, yeah, which is Petey, pretty cool. Petey piranha, uh, the shy guy, and the Koopa Troopa. Yes. Koopa Paratroopa. Uh, yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Care, Koopa Paratroopa. And all of those will be unlocked via online like tournaments and special events, which I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm down to see what their like special events are. Yeah. Uh, after that, um, they talked about um, the this one was cool. The Capcom Beam Up Bundle. Oh yeah, I was super excited for that. Mm-hmm. This one I saw that and I went like, oh, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, I was yeah. not expecting anything like this, but I'm really excited for it. Uh, so the uh, Capcom Beat 'Em Up Bundle coming out um, on the 18th, so Tuesday, Tuesday. Uh, is going to be a collection of a bunch of uh, obviously Capcom Beat 'Em Up games. Um, so you're going to get a lot of uh, running around on a 2D platform, beating the crap out of guys. Love it. Uh, they will be including uh, the game's Final Fight, uh, King of Dragons, Captain Commando, which is cool. That's where Capcom got its name. Or his name was based off of Capcom. Mm. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Knights of the Round, uh, Warriors of Fate, uh, Armored Warriors, and the game Battle Circuit. Now... I had played Final Fight. I played Knights of the Round. I believe I played Warriors of Fate. A lot of these games, however, I don't know anything about. Mm. But they looked really cool. Yeah. And I only remember Captain Commando from the Marvel vs. Capcom games. Mm. But that's definitely something I'm going to want to pick up. That just makes me realize, like, I want all those, like, uh, PS3 360 era beat em up like arcade re-releases where it's like The Simpsons and X-Men oh, yeah. and like the Scott Pilgrim game yeah, I want yeah. those I want to play those so badly but I don't want to bust on my PS3 to do so mm-hmm. I want those games now on Switch uh, they all have uh, online multiplayer too right all those beat em ups uh, I believe so that's pretty cool I like that element to it uh, next up they talked about the uh, re-release of new Super Mario Brothers U with new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe we talked about that I think on an episode where you weren't here that that was a rumor that that was coming like when we were talking about all the different ports and stuff like that um, but it was cool to see the it confirmation did get announced a couple weeks ago I thought it was rumored a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago but not officially announced until the direct oh I thought it was officially announced uh, either way um, 
the big thing that they announced in that was the addition of two new characters in the game. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to play as Nabbit, and you'll be able to play as Toadette. Yep. And Toadette has that weird power-up that lets her turn into Princess Peach. No, Peachette. It's a different character. Yeah, but it, it, it's Princess Peach. It's Peachette, Joe. It's, it's just different. Princess Peach with, with, like, ponytails. Yeah, it's a different person. Which it makes me wonder, like, all right, so Princess Peach is the queen of the Mushroom Kingdom. Is she just a toad that's... Grew up. Grew up? Yeah. Yeah, you lose or your... Or do all toads grow up to be Princess Peach? You you, you lose your, your head cap. Is it, yeah, is it, like, is it the crown... Like, if you took Princess Peach's crown off... No, but they took Princess Peach's crown off and... Yeah, no, you just lose the... You lose your cap as you grow older. Oh. That's all. Probably. I don't know. I don't know uh, the lore. It raises a lot of questions about the, um... <laughs> Yeah, the it, hierarchy of the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, listen, she's just born differently. It's fine. Um, are you gonna pick that up? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. like I like side-scrolling Mario games, and you know, I'm always looking for reasons to pick my Switch up. So yeah, I was a big fan of those games. They got Same. like really hard later on. I don't know if I I played the crap out of New Mario Brothers U. I don't think I ever played the New Luigi U. Like expand like when I got a Wii U in my household, uh, we had the the one that came with Luigi U and I just never put the disc in. Hmm. So like I'd be down to, to do both. And I just hope that they're both on the cartridge and not one. I have to download the Luigi. Although I have a uh, memory card now, so it doesn't really matter, but still, yeah, I'll probably pick that up. Yeah. I'm doing it also. I like the games. Uh, after that, a uh, surprising one, uh, remastered version of Katamari Damacy called Katamari Damacy reroll. I was very surprised by that and was kind of excited for it. I was never a huge Katamari fan, Were but they ever on anything other than Sony. Uh, you, good question. I think it came out on. Is there a Wii I think one? there was a 360 one. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. There. Yeah. There would have been a 360 one. Let me see. But uh, yeah, really surprised by the announcement of that one. Very surprised. Yeah, and definitely going to be picking it up because the Katamari Damacy games are fun. And after playing um, Donut Country, I yeah. definitely had that like twitch of like, man, I really want to play a Katamari Damacy game right now, but I'm not going to go like hook up my ps3 or uh, ps2 to try and play it uh let's see so we've got regular katamari's ps2 now switch and windows um though i don't know if windows was now or that it's coming like or was back then yeah uh we love katamari's on ps2 me and my katamari was psp there's a mobile game beautiful katamari was on xbox 360 okay uh i love katamari's mobile rolling with katamari's mobile um Kurogashi Puzzle Katamari Damacy was on DSi. I DSi don't remember that game. at all. Yeah, Katamari Forever's PS2. Touch My Katamari was on Vita. I forgot about that one. I don't remember that one at all either. Yeah, 2011 wasn't that great, hmm. according to Metacritic. Very briefly that I looked at it just now. All right, uh, that'll be coming out, uh, they just said, sometime in the winter. Um, but I'll definitely give that a try. Uh, I, yeah, I love the Katamari Damacy games. Uh, after that, they got into the meat of it uh, when they started talking about the Nintendo Online service. Yes, this is the the real big event. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of the Nintendo Online service now that we've gotten the full breakdown of how it works? I think it's fine. It's not that expensive, so I don't mind having it. Twenty dollars for a year or thirty five dollars with a family plan. Yeah, not bad. You know, I pay sixty bucks for PlayStation Plus, so um, that's fine. It's- two months of netflix yeah it's not a big deal uh it's not required for every game which is also weird but yeah i found that odd i can play fortnite without it i don't really play fortnite on my switch anymore but i could without having to pay for it it's mostly just for the 
um, the Nintendo games, it seems like, at this point. The cloud saves is cool, but... Also, only certain games will use it? Yeah, which I don't understand. I know they gave their like reasoning of it stops cheating or whatever, but I just don't see how that's a thing. Like, I can upload saves for every game I've ever have on PlayStation without having to worry about like cheating. Like, I don't understand. Like, how could you cheat? Like, if I upload a hacked character, I then have to download it later. Just don't let people download stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um. So that's weird. Um, but like it's fine. I you know I'm super down for the Nintendo games. That was uh, they didn't confirm 100 percent what games yet. I don't think. I feel like there's lists, but they they're confirmed all conjecture. a bunch of them. Yeah, Doctor Mario Online is gonna be cool. You know, I know a bunch of people that have been playing that that are really excited for it. You know, I'm always down to play another round of Mario Brothers Three. It sounds awesome. Uh, I'm really excited about what they announced that you can buy now. With the uh, the NES controllers. Oh, yes, yes. Which I think is probably the next thing on the list. That is but the that, next thing on the list. that's all kind of roped in. So what, what is that, Joe, that I just teased? Uh, so uh, they also came out and announced that they were going to be making new uh, NES wireless controllers for the Nintendo Switch. Yep. Uh, which have, like, the little track on the top of it, um, which also have, like, little L and R buttons. But you can uh, connect it to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, they said just for charging. I don't know if there's going to be actually any kind of like functionality to using those. No, probably not. Because um, it doesn't have all four face buttons that you would need to use as a regular controller. Yeah, but other, like, other games might somehow... Yeah, I'm sure if there was a game that just required two buttons for you to play, you probably could play it with that one too. Mm. But they just look sweet and I want them. Yes. So yeah, they're just uh, classic uh, NES looking controllers, except for like the little track on the top that are going to be wireless and be able to connect to the system. Yeah. Um, they are going to be coming in a two pack for sixty bucks uh, that you can only get if you are a member of the online online service. You can only buy them online. Yeah, you can only buy them online as a member of the service. Uh, yeah. They will be going up for pre-order on the 18th, which um, is when the service goes live. Was yeah, which is when the service goes live. So that day. Uh, they didn't say when they were actually coming out. December. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay, I missed that part. I think I saw in articles afterwards that oh, okay. it's coming in December. Um, Japan is getting the Famicom style. Yes, which really makes cool. me really wonder if, if there's any way for me to get those. I mean, you could probably import it, maybe. Oh, no, because you'd have to be subscribed. You'd have to create a, like Japanese, a Japanese account. Subscribe to the platform and then buy it. Yeah. I'm sure someone will put out a thing, but by the time that there's an article about how to do it, they'll be sold out. Yeah. Which I think these are going to sell out really Because quickly. they look really fucking good. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, like, how the how they're going to connect. So are these just going to be Bluetooth? Because can you use them for other things? That's what I want to know. Can Probably. you, like, connect them to your phone? Maybe. That would be know. interesting. Uh, this will now be the third pair of Bluetooth Nintendo controllers that I have purchased recently. It's true. You're doomed to forever buy them because they're awesome. Yes, I bought the original 8-bit do Nintendo controllers, uh, like their official ones. I got the 8-bit DIY. DIYs, which yep. I finally figured out what I was doing wrong and got them working now. So oh, what was fine. it? Um, the updater was out of date. Oh, you updated the updater <laughs> no they had an original updater for the thing and then they made a new updater for the diys so i had the old updater and i was trying to update them and it wasn't updating them to the newest version which only was in the other new newer updater gotcha yeah <laughs> so i finally was like 
I, I like went to the website and I was like going like what the fuck like why isn't this working? I was like fiddling around. I was like wait why is there like this other updater over here? So I downloaded that and got it working and now it all works fine. Nice. Yeah. So I got those ones and now I'm gonna get these ones. Um, it'll be cool if they are like just Bluetooth and I can actually connect them to like to other things. Yeah, yeah, to like the 8 Bluetooth like receiver, so I can actually use them to play my actual cartridges. That would be pretty nice. Yeah, that um, would be sick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have uh, just Nintendo controllers strewn all over my my house, as if you didn't already. Yeah. What uh, do you think about the online? You can give uh, your feedback. Uh, I mean, yeah, twenty bucks. Like, uh, just the fact that you're gonna get like all those access to the games and stuff. Yeah. Definitely, just seems to make it worth it at that's that point. I'm, that's why I'm doing it, so I can play those games. And eventually, NES games will come, I'm sure, and maybe N64 games. Like, we're they're gonna be more than just Nintendo games over time. So, I'm totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Because you don't play much online for your Switch right anyway. Maybe some Splatoon, uh, maybe yeah, some Mario Tennis. Yeah, it depends on the game you're playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really play... I mean, obviously, more online stuff is probably going to be coming from this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know... Did they say if Mario Party you could play online? I don't know if they've confirmed that or not. Like, that would be pretty sweet if you could play, like, Mario Party with, you know, your friends without actually having to go over there. Yeah, I mean, part of the fun of playing Mario Party, though, is, is going playing over with the there, people yeah. there, but... It'll be a nice little touch if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after that, they talked a little bit more about uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, just little stuff about like techniques in the game. Uh, I'm gonna get these. I'm not like I'm not actually paying too close attention to these games right now. I guess like I want to just go in fresh little, and like blind. Yeah. Um, uh, and one of the things they talked about was the uh, Switch bundle yeah. that they announced a couple days earlier. Um, it's pretty, like, I like the controllers. I like the controllers. Because they look like Pikachu and Eevee. And, like, they have the different colored slide bar. Mm -hmm. To, like, match the opposite colors of the characters. Yeah. Back Uh, looks a little weird. I don't, I don't like the, uh, cradle. What was different about? It just has a picture of Pokemon, or Eevee and Pikachu on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, your Switch, like, charging cradle thing. What's that called? Uh, The dock, yeah. Well, you could just go buy a new dock if you really wanted to, just so you didn't have to look at it. Or just keep my old dock. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're upgrading. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I'm I'm glad to see that we're starting to get these things. I just would like one that looks a little bit better, in my opinion. Like I said, like, I'll, I'll probably try and see if I can buy the um, Joy-Cons separately. They should release the Joy-Cons separately. Yeah, I would definitely buy those, like, separately. But mm. I'm not going to go out of my way and, like, buy a whole new system just to get the aesthetic, like, thing to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what would you think? Of the, I mean, Pokemon's not my jam. Yeah, so. it's not really. I thought the controllers look cool. That was about, that was what my takeaway. Yeah, from it, honestly. that's the only thing. Uh, after that, they talked about the uh, Doom 3 Eternal Collection, uh, something we've already also known about, yep. uh, coming November 2nd, and they talked a little bit about the uh, like exclusive Gandorf uh, armor in the game. Hmm. Wait, Doom or Diablo? Oh, Diablo. Did I say okay. Doom? Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, Diablo. Yeah, Diablo 3 is coming. Yeah. Uh, after that, they talked about uh, Super Mario Party a little bit more. Uh, super excited for that can't wait I like the new stuff that they showed off like I like the the other modes and like that they did confirm like classic board game you know and love is back which is like okay I knew that was in there but thank you for saying it Mm -hmm. because that's why I'm buying this game like the other stuff was cool uh, but I'm I'm buying it for the board game and uh, all new games 
I think it said it was like 80 new games. 80 new games, yeah. Yeah. Super uh, excited for that. Yeah. And I want to try out the put them two switches down. Yeah, that's the thing I want to see the most about. I have a feeling it's not going to work as good as they want you to think it is. No, but it's just a cool idea that I want to see it implemented. Yeah. But I'm super jazzed for that game. It's only a couple weeks away. Like yep. two, three weeks away. Yeah. Uh, this one I was a little surprised by. Uh, well, uh, definitely a surprise because I had no idea it was coming, but I was just surprised at the fact that it's a thing that exists. Uh, they announced a new game by Game Freak uh, called Town. Uh, game Freak has always made the Pokemon games, so I think this is one of the like first non-Pokemon games they've ever really worked on. Uh, it's like an action RPG uh, about like it all takes place entirely in one little village. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I feel so, like I missed this. I don't remember seeing this. Yeah, it's like a cartoony little RPG where you're like running around a little town and like doing missions and stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm intrigued just because I want to see what Game Freak can do that's not Pokemon related. Yeah. And like this might be a good indication of what they're really going to be able to do with a actual new Pokemon game once mm-hmm. it comes out. Uh, so yeah, I want to see what that looks like. Uh, that's going to be coming out sometime in 2019. Uh, after this, they talked about uh, City Skyline coming for the Nintendo Switch. Yep. With all its DLC, the mm-hmm. snow and the... Uh, after Dark and Snowfall DLC packs will be included after with it. After Dark. Uh, and that came out the day of the announcement? Yeah, I think that oh. was one. Yeah, I think that was... A, it's available now. Yeah, it does. It's uh, starting that day. Oh, that's pretty cool. I never really could get into the Cities game. I think I... I like the idea of it, but I don't think I would ever play it. Yeah, I could. Well, I couldn't. I could never really get into Sim City when I was playing it. And I remember trying to play City Skyline. I think there was like a free play weekend or something. Or no, it was when I had the um, Xbox Game Pass. It was one of the free games on the Xbox Game Pass. And I remember trying to like give it a try, and like I just couldn't figure it out. And I was like, eh, no thanks, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, after that, they talked about uh, Daemon X Machina again, mm-hmm. which I showed off at the E3 presser. Yep. Um, this one it got like a little more in depth of exactly what the game entails. Uh, got me a little bit more excited. I was not excited for this game when I originally lo- like watched it at the E three press conference, just because it was like seemed kind of super generic at first. Uh, this time, like they showed off a little bit more to make it a tad bit more intriguing, like the customization aspects, the fact that you can like get out of your mech and run around and like customize not just the mechs, but customize the character that you're playing as as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this is getting a little bit more interesting. I just, first, I thought it was just like super generic, big mech game. It was like, hey, here's another Zone of the Enders type thing. Congratulations. But yeah. now I'm like, all right, now this is a little bit different. I'm kind of excited. Uh, after that, uh, they talked about the new uh, Yoshi's game coming out for the Switch. Yeah. Which I thought was still a 2018 game for a while, but I don't think it is now. Yeah, it's called, uh, it's officially titled now Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, going back to the like arts and, arts and craft system. style stuff. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, yeah, this one looked really, really interesting to me. Uh, just, I like, I like it when they get, like, they start playing around with the... Um, Perspective? Yeah, with the perspective stuff. I remember they did this, like, something similar with, like, Paper Mario for a while there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one, like, you can Link between rotate worlds. the world so you can, like, see from the opposite side. Yeah. So, like, when you have, like, all of the crafted buildings in the background, you can rotate the world, and now you just see that they're all just empty, like, hollow yeah. cardboard Yeah, you can do things. the whole level backwards, mm-hmm. which was cool. 
Yeah, I like it. I'm 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 excited for this because I do also like the arts and crafts style games. Like I don't really ever get them, but I'm always like really intrigued by them. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I was think, a big fan of Yoshi's Woolly World when it came out, so this yeah, one seems interesting to me. I never played that. I bought the Yoshi's Woolly Amiibo though because it just looks so cute. Oh yeah, I got all three and the giant one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this. It looks cool. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely be picking that up. Uh, after that, they talked about a bunch of uh, board game games coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. A company called Asmodee is creating a bunch of um, like Switch versions of classic board games, including uh, Carcassonne, Settlers of Catan, Munchkin, Pandemic, and a game called Lord of the Rings Living Card Game. Yeah. Which, is that an actual card? Like, they wanted to call it Living Card Game. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe the video game version is Living Card Game, but there is a card game for it. I don't know. I was excited for Pandemic because um, I've heard good things about that game. Uh, Catan is a game that like I know people love, but I've never been in an environment where like they're like, let's play it. It's always just like a game I see on someone's game shelf and or I hear them talk about how much they love that game, but I've never actually played it. So like, I would be down to play that game. In a way that like teaches me how to play, so I don't have to listen to somebody explain it's, it to it's me. It's super easy to play. Katan. Yeah, oh, I figured it. it I played a ton was. of Catan myself. Yeah, Are you excited for the video game adaptation? Uh, I mean, I've played a bunch of video game adaptations already. Like this game came out on the 360 a long time ago. Hmm. Are you excited for this video game adaptation? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, it's something. I can, it's it's very like I said. It's actually extremely easy to play. Yeah. Everyone tries to make it sound complicated, but it's actually extremely easy. So it's kind of really just fun if you get a group of people to sit down. Um, it's the kind of thing where, like, if you're going to have everybody there, just play the actual board game. This is easy cleanup. True. It's all, no setup, easy cleanup. That's yeah. kind of how it is, I guess. I guess it all depends on how, like, the interact or interactive, Yeah. how actually it works on the board. Yep. But, uh, I mean, I'm hoping that we see a lot of more, like, a lot more games come now because of this. Yeah, like, I, I this know. This is the... a good trend of getting a bunch of other games out there. That would be pretty cool. And there's like a there's a big community on Steam of like board game, like video game adaptations. So like I'd like to see some of those come over. Um, I know that that game Super Fight that I've played has a video game version that that you can play. So I'd like that'd be cool because the cards are, you know, I don't always have the cards with me, but I you know I always have my Switch with me. So mm-hmm. I could I could see some fun in that. Uh, next, they uh, announced Civilization um, Six uh, coming for the Nintendo Switch. Yep. Uh, it's going to have four-player uh, local multiplayer uh, coming out on November 16th. I was never a big Civ fan. No. Same. Yeah. Uh, after that, they talked a little bit more about Starlink Battle for Atlas. Uh, also now like confirming that not just Fox McCloud will be in the game, but Falco, Peppy, Slippy, and Wolf will be in it as well. Cool. Yep. I'm, I'm not excited for this game. I hear you can play the whole game as Fox, which makes me more excited because then it's like a good star fox game potentially but I'm... i like i just want it just to be a star fox game it might as well be though if you're playing the whole game as him but yeah. i don't know yeah th- that one really doesn't light light up my sensors no uh after that they talked about uh world ends with you final remix coming out on october 12th yep. i never played the original one so i'm not all that excited for it same uh then they talked about xenoblade chronicles 2 expansion called uh torna the golden country Never played Xenoblade Chronicles. Nope. Uh, after that, they announced that Warframe was going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch on November 20th. Didn't, I don't play that. It's uh, free to play and I don't play it. So. Yeah, same here. Uh, Just Dance 2019 will be coming on October 23rd. Yeah, water's <laughs> wet, sky's blue. <laughs> uh, FIFA 19 will be coming out on September 18th. 
Yeah, it's uh, just like a quick run through of just like release dates and things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Team Sonic Racing will be coming out sometime in the winter. Okay. Sure. Uh, NBA 2K19 is available for Switch now. Uh, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 will be coming out in the fall. Lego DC. That just changed the name. Like, that was, I didn't realize that 2K was in the name of Playgrounds oh, now. Oh, yeah. I knew they bought Playgrounds and I knew they were putting out Playgrounds too, but I didn't know that they were changing the name to 2K Playgrounds too. It's a jumble of a mouthful to say. Uh, and then on October 16th will be Lego DC Supervillains. Mm hmm. Uh, and then this is one they got into another little bit of a, a chunk of weird stuff. Uh, they announced a whole shit ton of Final Fantasy games coming yeah. out for the Nintendo Switch. Final Fantasy comes home to Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the big return, actually. Right. Uh, so at this point in the Direct, they stopped to talk about a whole bunch of Final Fantasy games coming out. Uh, pretty much every Final Fantasy from the PlayStation era onward... That you want to have. That you want. <laughs> yep. Except for Final Fantasy VIII. Nobody wants that, though. They, want seven, they I... want 7, 9, 10, and 10, 2. And that's what you're getting. Dude, Nobody I mean, likes 8, Joe. I imagine more people Nobody like likes 8 than eight. 10, 2. Nobody likes... Yeah, but it, 10, 2 comes Already with had 10. Already a remaster. Yeah. It comes... Like, it's that's one game. 10 and 10, 2 remaster is one game. Mm. Nobody wants 8. Get that out of your head. Uh, so yeah, so you get those ones. Uh, they also announced uh, this one. I was actually really surprised by uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles mm. getting remade for the uh, Switch. Yeah, I actually played a good chunk of that when it came out. Me and my friends did the whole thing where like we all got our like um, Game Boy Advances and all got our like power link, cables, link, link cables, cables together, and all like sat down in a circle and played the crap out of that game for a little while. Nerd. Yes, definitely a nerd. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, really, of all of the things that they could have like went through to figure out, that was the one that they pulled out. Yep. And um, I, I wasn't entirely sure, because I don't remember seeing it in the thing, but they were saying that, or I saw a picture of the Switch with the uh, multi-tap, GameCube multi-tap, and a bunch of Game Boy Advances all plugged into the Game multi-tap. Really? Yeah. Huh. So it looks like you might still be able to play it with your Game Boy Advances as well. Weird. I don't know if that was just a Photoshop that somebody like cooked up. Well, how does the how did that plug in? Did it plug into a GameCube? But like it plugged into like the GameCube adapter. Oh, okay, like the, the one coming for like uh, Smash Bros. I guess technically it would work then. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, so that'll be really interesting. They also announced that uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD will be coming for the Switch. Yep. Uh, and a game called uh, Final Fantasy Maxima, uh, which is an updated PS4, PS Vita game that I don't remember existing at all. Final Fantasy saw off my radar, though, so I'm not surprised. Uh, also, a new version of Final Fantasy Fable Chocobo Dungeon and Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody will be available on the Switch as well. Sweet, that's the one everyone's been clamoring for. Uh, oh, uh, also, Final Fantasy Twelve: The Zodiac Age will be coming to Switch. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, Final Fantasy is out the ass coming for that. Yeah. All uh, 2019, probably, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, but, well, that was, a uh, no announcement of, like, pricing or anything. No. Like, I, I don't think I could justify paying, like, 20 bucks for Final Fantasy VII. 
No, it might not be that. that. Like, it, it's got to be like $8 or something like that. Yeah. Well, because it doesn't, like, there's no trophies. Like, there's nothing new to it. It's not remastered. Like, it's just the game. So, it probably won't be that expensive. Maybe 10 bucks. And then after that, they got into uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Uh, rounding out the show, uh, you kind of kind of always got to end one of these nowadays with an announcement of a new character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. This one was a surprise. I never would have considered this character to be added to the game whatsoever. Surprise, it's not Waluigi. <laughs> surprise, it's not Waluigi. Uh, they added Isabella from Animal Crossing. Sure. Uh, yeah. In the last Animal Crossing game... Um, you have a, like, you're mayor of the town. Yeah. And uh, you have an assistant, Isabella. She's like a little poodle. And um, she's now in the game. Sure, sure. why not? Yeah. I, Animal Crossing's not on my radar at all. So, like, I know a ton of people that love it, and I'm sure they're excited to have another Animal Crossing person in this game, but didn't didn't move the needle for me one bit. Um, so she is now the 68th character in this game. Uh, people are speculating that they might be saving uh, Waluigi for number 69. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they're still putting out people, so I wouldn't be surprised if we at least get like another two characters. Maybe yeah. like one a month until the game comes out. Yeah, one in October, one in November. Maybe even like a special character that like we won't know about until the game is actually even released. Maybe. Um, but, eh, I mean, sure, any any new character is cool. Uh, like I said, I didn't see Isabella coming at all. No. Like a mile away. Nope. Um, but still, whatever, cool. New characters are always cool. Yeah, we're getting a bundle. Uh, oh, yeah, and they also announced the uh, Street, or, Street Fighter, Super Smash Brothers uh, bundle for the system. Yeah. Uh, which I think we talked about that before, right? No, we talked about the collector's edition, I Oh, think. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bundle is just the regular system. The dock has the six original, like, or eight original characters from the 64 version on it. Uh, and then the Joy-Con just has, like, the stripe mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't look that thrilling. The dock looks cooler than the dock for the Pokemon one, but the rest of it doesn't look that cool. Yeah. Once again, I'm not going to run out and buy a whole new system no. just to get, like, what is interesting about this one is it's out before the game is like this one comes out in september or october and the game doesn't come out till the beginning of december but you get the console early and you just have the voucher for it that you'll be able to then like download the game at midnight which i think is cool and i know john mentioned it i think with the spider-man one when we talked about it is he, he wishes that they would put these special edition consoles out before the game is out and then you just have a code in there and the code activates when the game goes live yeah, I mean, I get that. It just seems kind of like weird to me. Yeah. I mean, to well, an extent, uh, the thing, uh, I think the thing that you said that made the most sense was like now uh, you can buy this, you can have it all set up, and then you can just start playing the game at midnight. Yeah. As opposed to like you go, you buy this at midnight, then you have to go home, set it then up, you have to set it up. Yeah. Then you have to update the system. Then you have to update the game. Then yeah. You have to, like, do all this, and by the time that you're actually playing the game, it's like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, I really so that, like that's this. That's the thing that makes a lot more sense to, to me when, yeah. you, when you put it that way. I just—it's uh, super convenient. Yeah, I just—I was like, when I first heard it, I was like, that's really bizarre. Well, plus this game is coming out after Black Friday, so you're you're putting out a new system after you're hoping everybody goes buys and buys your system in the early part of the Christmas shopping holiday season. So now you give them a console they can buy before then, mm-hmm. and so then it's, it's ready to go. Yeah. So I like that aspect to it, but 
would be interesting to see if other people adopt the strategy later on. It would be pretty sweet. Because yeah. there's something to be said for wanting a special edition console, but not wanting to wait six months for it to come out. Yeah, like you know you're going to want to get this game. Yeah. But Let you me want buy... to play games now. Yeah. But you're like, well, I don't want to buy a PlayStation now if I'm going to get this Sony or Spider-Man console yeah. six months from now. Exactly. So I'll just wait six months to buy the thing. Yeah. That's a good point. Very convenient. Uh, and then uh, they closed it out uh, with the announcement that there was going to be a new actual Animal Crossing game coming out for the Switch. Uh, there's nothing that they said about it, just that there will be an Animal Crossing game coming out. I guess we all just kind of assume that, so it's not exactly going to, you know, blow anyone's mind, but hey, at least it's confirmed. Yeah. Again, doesn't move the radar the radar for me at all, so. Yeah. Happy for Animal Crossing fans. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Depends on what they do with it. I've played other Animal Crossing games in the past, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not the kind of person who runs out and buys like every single one once they come out. It's more like if I'm in the mood for it, I'll give it a try. Gotcha. Uh, all right, so that was it for the Nintendo Direct. Um, a lot what of the, what was the big thing for you out of it? It wasn't really one, honestly. It's more just it. I guess the Nintendo controllers is really the coolest yeah, thing. Yeah, I, yeah. That was my that coolest takeaway. Like, there's other cool things in there, and, like, I'm excited for the people that like Final Fantasy and want those games for the umpteenth time. Like, I'm excited for people that really love Animal Crossing because they're getting a new Animal Crossing game. Like, the the Kirby game on 3DS intrigues me because I never played it. The Yoshi game looks cool, but honestly, the only thing where I walked away being, like, day one purchase is the NES controllers. <laughs> so, what about you? What was your big takeaway? Uh, I, I was... Probably most excited, yes, for the controller, or like most interested in, yes, the controllers. Most excited, maybe the Capcom Beam Up bundle. Mm, that one, again, it's, it's the one that had me yeah. like, I didn't see anything about that coming. And no. I walk away going, like, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that was probably the most one. Uh, same with the, like, Yoshi Crafted World game. I was mm-hmm. like, I think that's going to be a lot of fun once I actually get a chance to play it. Yeah. Um, there's no hype for that kind of game though it's just yeah, like no I, I'm gonna get it when it comes out and I'm gonna have fun but I don't need to get excited about it the Final Fantasy stuff was cool but it's the kind of thing where like I've already bought these games a dozen times yeah like now I can buy them portable but like okay pray yeah, yeah. I mean I could always play them on the Vita portably before it also anyway so hmm is what it is. Yeah. All right, uh, lightning round. Well, we only got a couple stories here in the lightning round, so we'll probably go through these pretty quickly. Uh, first up, lightning round. They detailed the Assassin's Creed Odyssey season pass, uh, which I know irks people sometimes when you outline a season pass before a game's come out. Yeah, and you're already looking forward to the 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 after times before the game is out, which like I get, but also like. DLC is a part of strategy, and you've just, been paying sixty. Just the world we live in now. Well, yeah, and plus, like, you've been paying sixty dollars for these games for how many years? And the games get more expensive because they put more money into it, and they're better and better. But you're still only paying sixty dollars. So, if they got to hold some things back to get a little bit more money, because you're not going to pay ninety dollars for the game, but you'll pay ninety dollars for the game plus stuff later. So, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But uh, there's some weird stuff in these as great Odyssey season pass. Joe, what's in that season pass? Uh, for the season pass, they announced uh, two major storyline expansions, which are going to be broken up into three parts, mm-hmm. which is the probably the weirdest part of this thing. Uh, and I know they did something similar before. They did an expansion for uh, Assassin's Creed 3, which will be relevant in a second, um, where they did the like the tyranny of King George, yep. uh, which is like if um, George Washington got the Apple of Eden and decided to declare himself King of America as opposed to the President of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also broken up into three chapters. 
Spider-Man's doing the same thing where they have one DLC pack that's broken up into three chapters and like it comes out one every month. No, oh, okay. I think it's, I still find it like, just put them all out at once, I guess. I yeah. Um, but the first expansion they said is going to be uh, an exploration into the first person to wield the Assassin's Blade. Well, apparently is not the person in the origins of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes. So, well, what the hell is that about then? Yeah. They literally made a game that was supposed to be the origin of the Assassins, and they're already saying, but it wasn't the real origins of the Assassins. No, it's Adam of Adam and Eve fame. He's the first assassin. Uh, that's actually um, very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> the, the games actually have to do with Adam and Eve and stuff. I know. You just said the Apple of Eden, so I assume the first assassin would the probably be Eden. yeah, would be Adam. So there you go. Yeah. Probably. I don't. I the, I don't know. I was just making a joke, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, but uh, yeah, Adam and Eve actually have involved in it. Um, there's a whole thing about like the 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 people that existed before, like humanity existed mm-hmm. on Earth. And Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden were a part of that, so I wouldn't be surprised if you do see something like that in this game. Uh, the second DLC will be about um, the lost city of Atlantis. That's kind of cool. Yes, and you will be going, actually, uh, at this point in the you know story, Atlantis has already sunk into the ocean, but you will be diving into the ocean in order to go explore like the remnants of uh, Atlantis. Um I'm intrigued in how exactly that's going to be, uh, that's going to work. Like, is it all just going to be like swimming underwater or is it actually going to be like you're going to swim into Atlantis and there's a viable place inside there that you can explore? It'll probably be, it's got some kind of dome bubble or something like that, that you'll probably be able to explore. I would think, I don't, I don't know. You're going to go meet Aquaman? Yeah, sure. Uh, and, uh, the, I don't know, this is probably the weirdest part of the whole thing. I would, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, it is also going to include um, a updated, remastered version of Assassin's Creed 3. And Liberation, I think. I think it's both. Uh, this only says 3. Although Liberation was part of 3, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's also just all included together. Let me see. Because I thought I saw something about Liberation. Because Liberation was the Vita game. Yes, and they also re-release it on the uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, let's see. Uh, this article says two remastered games. Um, the two remastered Assassin's Creed 3 and the previously Vita exclusive Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. Yeah, so it was for Vita exclusive though. Well, it was at first. Yeah, like it then got ported over. So yeah, so your forty dollars gets you the story and Assassin's Creed Three and Assassin's Creed Three Liberation, which makes me wonder: Is Assassin's Creed Three gonna play in some big way? Like, that's the part that's the really weird thing about it. Because this takes place thousands of years after the fact. Well, like, the, the before Assassin's Creed Three takes place in like seventeen seventy six. Yeah. So and this takes place in what the ancient Greece. Yeah, which was what the eight hundreds or whatever. Like, uh-huh. or no, the of BC because Greece is BC. So yeah, right? yeah, weird. Yeah, uh, I mean, they have, like, Ubisoft has a history of doing this. Um, when you bought Far Cry 5, you got the remastered version of Far Cry 3, even though those games aren't actually connected in any way, shape, or form. But none of the Far Cry games are that connected. Like, yeah, the Assassin's Creed is completely interconnected, and so you giving me these other games makes me think that there's some, like, and the, ulterior the, like, motive, I the, guess. And, like, the weirdest part about it is no one liked Assassin's Creed 3. That was the that was the first time after it the Assassin's like, Creed thing started where I was like, "This seems cool. I want to play this game," and just never. Played.
Yeah, Assassin's Creed 3 was one of the least well-received versions of the, the thing. Since 1. 1 was the worst, like, well-received, I think, at the start. Well, I mean, at, at, the, the, time. at the time, it was something entirely new. No, but I mean, like, when 3 came out, and, like, or when 4 came out, it was, like, one is the worst still, and oh, yeah. three and then, is, and then, and three then, is next, and then, then you had two revelations and brotherhood, and yeah, which were all incredibly well received. Yeah, and then three came out, and no one really liked three, and no. then four came out, and it's like okay, now it's awesome again. Yeah, so that was like the low point um, for the, for the franchise. Yeah. So the fact that they would be like, hey, let's bring the one that like everyone liked the least and remaster it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did say that not only is it going to be remastered, they're also going to be tweaking like. Uh, actual aspects of the game so mm-hmm. i'm sure it'll have like new controls better controls as well but it's just a it's just a weird choice to me i mean fine i'll take it i'll take a free copy of the, of the game and maybe i'll give it a try it's just all right but weird, weird yeah choice. very weird yeah here's what the it is character was very bland and unlikable mm. but all right uh, give it a try yeah i mean it's free and remastered so uh, yeah. Why not? Pass. Yeah, but still. And I'm sure they're going to sell it separately. Eventually. Sony at some point. Yeah. They, they sold Far Cry 3 remastered on Sony. Yeah. After that. Yeah, I'm sure like next year they like if it's available when it first like comes out, then next year it'll just be, you know, something separate that you can buy. I'm yeah. sure. So. Uh, all right, uh, lightning round. We talked a couple last week, I think, about. Uh, the Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning IP being sold to THQ Nordic, uh, and we had all speculated the possibility of maybe getting a remaster or a re-release or some kind of special something uh, of that game. Maybe it gets made backwards compatible on Xbox One with like a you know a 4K update or something like that. Like it gets, we were wondering what was next for the franchise beyond just another game or something like that. And uh, while the hope is still there for it to be um, a re-release or in like a up-res edition or something like that. There is a hiccup in that. Uh, Joe, what is that hiccup? Uh, while THQ Nordic has bought the rights to the game, um, the publishing rights of the game are still owned by EA. Correct. So they cannot publish their own version of the game without EA's uh, permission. Um, so whether or not that means that they're going to be working with EA to release a, a remaster of the game, as far as I know, this only counts towards original version of Reckoning itself. Um, so while they own the IP, they could make an entirely new, like a sequel to the game if they wanted to, and release yeah. that on their own. Yep. Uh, as for the, the first game, yeah, they need to get EA's permission before they can do anything. Yeah. Do you think that the EA will play ball? I mean, I can't imagine why not. Like, if, it's just going to sit there doing nothing otherwise, so they might as well make some money off of it. And I'm sure if they're like, alright, yeah, you put in, if you put in the money to do it, like we'll split, you know, sixty forty with you or something like that. Yeah. You know, like we'll get some money out of it if we have to do no work. Yeah. I can't so imagine okay. saying no. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it's basically just free money for EA. Yeah. It, otherwise, it just sits there doing nothing. It's a dead IP, so they might as well make some money off of it. Although EA has let IPs just sit there when they could have done something. True, like, but this isn't one that they own. Skate, you know, this whole time. Yeah, but that's one they own and would have to put the work in. That's like, true. Yeah. This is something they only own publishing rights to. They don't have to put in any of the work if they don't want to. Yeah, so THQ has to actually do the remastering and all that stuff. Yeah. And they just get extra cash out of it. Yep. So, I don't know. It, it makes it more of a hurdle than it otherwise would have been, but doesn't put, like, you know, it doesn't put the nail in the coffin for it. So, mm-hmm. 
You can I easily mean, have more. I can't imagine that THQ would have bought the rights not knowing this was going to be... Oh, I'm sure they knew. Yeah, but so they, they also had to have a plan at some point when they were buying it to begin with. But their plan could have been sequel, or future True. franchises, or the MMO, or what have you. True. It didn't necessarily have to be remastered, though that would be the easiest thing, I would think. Yeah. And something I know a lot of people want. Yeah. So. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, what comes out of it. Uh, lightning round. This is the last piece of the lightning round. I told you, very short lightning round this week. Uh, and this is our pop culture section where we talk about the fact that there's an Alan Wake show on the way. Did you play Alan Wake? I did, yes. Did you like uh, Alan Wake? Yes, actually. I liked a lot. You're excited that for an Alan Wake TV uh, show? And a sequel. What was the sequel? Uh, Alan Wake American Nightmare. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. Are you excited for a show based on the Alan Wake universe? It seems like it's really bad timing. <laughs> How so? I didn't play Alan Wake, so... Well, it's just, like, the, the games have been out for, like, ten years. Like, why why go to that well now? I mean, it, it, it lends itself well to it because the game is actually structured like a TV show. Mm. The game was designed to be perceived as a TV show. So, like, the chapters are broken up into episodes. And when you beat an episode, like, you get credits. And then when you start the next chapter, the next episode, like you get a like previously on Helen Wake thing. So it's, oh, so it's very already, episodic. Yeah, it's already designed to be like you were watching a TV show while you were playing the game. Gotcha. This was back in the time when like Lost was still pretty big. So yeah. like that like very serialized mystery show was the big thing at the time. Um, it just seems dated now though. Mm. Like, you know, who was in there going like, Hey, remember that game from 10 years ago? Let's do that now. Yeah, it does seem weird. But, I mean, I don't know. Stranger Things have happened, I guess. Really? No, literally, Stranger Things came out. And <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things. The three seasons now? Two seasons? Two. Third yeah, round away. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. I, I said that turn of phrase, not even thinking like that that would have an impact. And I'm like, wait... I know it's very little. Episodic weird mystery show. Yeah, I was like, I don't know that much about Alan Wake, but I actually think that that's a pretty apt comparison. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Stranger Things has happened. That's what yeah. that's what changes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the game a lot. I thought like the the actual like plot line to it and the way that it worked was really interesting. Like it's a weird like corrupted force that um, turns people like evil and they're like covered in like a black shadow and you have to like shine a flashlight on them to like weaken it yeah do you think they would translate really well into like into an actual mystery tv show do you think that they would adapt the show straight up or do you think they would do their own type of story in the alan wake universe i imagine it'll probably be in the alan wake universe i don't think it's going to be a direct adaptation to alan wake um because the sequel the american nightmare was like um also a type of like alternate universe type thing where yeah. like you're still playing Alan Wake but you're playing like a different version of him so you could easily just, just keep do that. doing that yeah. with the thing the Alan Wake multiverse yeah cool alright uh, anything I missed for the lightning round this week uh, no that's all I had not a lot uh, happened besides just that Nintendo, the, Direct, the, the and Nintendo Direct everyone and everyone in the video game industry is still playing Spider-Man so they haven't had time to like release new things or make news so. mm-hmm um, that will do it then for this uh, edition of the lightning round which will do it for this episode of the broken clock podcast gamescast remember you can find the gamescast every monday morning at 9 a.m on google play itunes podbean and stitcher uh, we'll also have a new episode of the broken clocks main event uh, up this week as well so you can listen to that if you are a fan of the wrestling because we have hell in 
Vassell to go to tonight. So that'll be a fun watch, and we'll talk about that pre- and post-show. Uh, so you can find that on the same place that you found this. So you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you thought of Spider-Man. Um, try not to spoil it, as I did uh, in the part that I cut out that you didn't hear, because uh, that'll go away. Uh, but I did just spoil Spider-Man at the end, even though I said no spoilers. I keep punching this mic. I don't like this i got to move this thing. Keep punching it. Um, but yeah, let us know uh, what you're excited about from the Nintendo Direct. Uh, and if you're excited for an Alley TV show, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.